0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, fellow wrestling fans, welcome to episode 15 of the Ringside Rundown podcast brought to you by the and twm.news. My name is Eric. I represent the Wrestling Chronicle and joining me is my podcasting partner in crime representing TWM, Shay Hickson. Shay, how's it going?
1: It's going good. How is it? How's it going for you? I
0: ah, can't complain. Just another uh, crazy week here, you know, just a uh, another interesting week in wrestling land we got some action-packed stuff to go over some not so good stuff to go over we're okay. gonna be all over the place today but how, how are things on your end
1: uh, pretty good just enjoying the nice uh i guess nice weather it's a little still a little too warm for me i prefer fall are you, weather so.
0: you're a fall person
1: oh yes absolutely and i um Actually, I'm going to be sitting out in the sun tomorrow because my uh, dad and I are going to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers home opener. So nice, nice. I am going to burn to a crisp because ah. it's supposed to be like 83, and our seats are directly in the sun. So, uh, yeah. And
0: and who are they taking on?
1: Oh, good old Vegas Raiders.
0: Vegas Raiders. I yeah. want to
1: say Oakland, but I keep it. I can't <laughs> can't do it anymore. They
0: they're coming off a crazy win. Oh, that uh, game
1: was terrible. That game against Baltimore it was so bad.
0: That game was wow. Uh, and that's coming from a Giants fan who lost oh, uh, yeah. who lost to oh. the Washington football team.
1: Oh yeah, that oh I saw the replay of that ending it's like that is such a no but that is such a Washington like Giants ending to their yeah. kind of game is something like that. But Yeah.
0: It, it was. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> not. But this is not a football s podcast. No. We are actually a wrestling podcast, uh, and we're here to talk about wrestling, the weekend wrestling. And like we said, we got a big show uh, breaking down everything that happened on Raw. We got a new WWE champion. Uh, we're getting an extra hour of AEW content. Uh, Smackdown was crazy, Rampage was nuts we, we gotta go through it all, so I'm really excited to get through the show
1: Yes, let us dive right into the craziness
0: Alright, so we kick things off Monday Night Raw Now usually Raw is a little bit difficult for us to get through Because it's at the beginning of the week mm-hmm. And usually it's like the weaker of the more entertaining shows So yeah, we're always yeah. like, what do we talk about?
1: we we literally struggle like the behind the scenes of the beginning right before we record this show mm. is we literally sit here and we obviously like kind of go through what we want to talk about and i we cannot tell you guys out of the 15 episodes we have recorded probably 13 14 of them Mm -hmm. we have to go um okay there's like 12 segments on raw that one we don't care about that one we don't care about. we're literally going down the line of like we don't want to talk about this but there were a couple this week i was very surprised
0: yeah there were a couple the show kicked off with big e from smackdown uh making the proclamation he said it on social media he called this shot he said tonight I am cashing in my Money in the Bank briefcase on whoever wins between Randy Orton and Bob Lashley. And that's kind of, I don't, I can't say it hasn't been done before, but to do so with such confidence, with such gusto, like calling your shot right off the bat saying, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm cashing this thing in uh, is a big thing. And social media went crazy for it.
1: Uh, Yeah, because you and I were even talking about it after he sent, because I sent it over to you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, um, is he just joking? Because anybody <laughs> who knows Big E knows he would say something like that and not really mean it, or he was just being sarcastic. But mm-hmm. we we think it probably had something to do with Monday Night Football because that's a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they have to combat the ratings. For, for people who don't think ratings matter, um, yeah. especially around this time, They de- for yes. WWE, they definitely do.
1: They matter, especially when it comes to football. That's always very hard for them to combat, but they tried. They gave it a good try. Um, Once we get to the actual match, we can go more into it. But I will say once I heard that, I was a little worried because we've seen cash go south before.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: um, you guys will have to wait and see. (laughs) Until the end of the Raw recap How it went, but
0: Yeah, well the show starts with Big E, Randy Orton And Bobby Lashley Uh, Bobby and Randy spat back and forth While Big E taunts both men as the money in the bank Briefcase holder Lashley smacks the case out of Big E's hand While they stare each other down But then Randy Orton sneaks in and hits an RKO On Bobby Lashley Laying him out while Big E just sits in the corner Almost like maybe he thought Like he should do it now I almost thought like maybe they're setting... for it now, but yeah. he just waited in the quarter. He didn't really pounce on it. He was just there to give it that ambiance,
1: play the mind games,
0: play the mind games. And the first match of the night is in the women's division. We have Charlotte Flair taking on Shayna Baszler. I thought this was really, really good stuff. It was snug. It was stiff, you know, and they have a uh, good chemistry. What'd you think of the match?
1: I thought it was great. I agree with you. It was so good because kind of like what they did against Rhea, they gave Shayna enough time to show just how dangerous she really is. I mean, most of her other matches up until then were too short, not important. They were in tag matches where she didn't give it, have a chance to mm. build the momentum up until she had to end up tagging Naya in. So I thought it was really good. Um, unfortunately, I called the ending from a mile away
0: <laughs>
1: and honestly i i still don't get why people were so confused as to why Shayna cost naya her match against charlotte last week and they played that promo right before the match right where Naya's basically like what the hell and mm-hmm. Shayna said well plain and simple i did to you what you did to me i said okay give me my money because i called it <laughs> like that wasn't that hard to figure out and I- you knew she was coming back to down to the ring to cost Shayna that match
0: yeah, I just think I just think people are kind of confused as to why it's happening. It's happening sort of out of nowhere. Like, she jumped up on the apron last week and said, hey, my partner doesn't have the, the skills to get it done. Maybe you should try me out, and that's what we get this week. And uh, because of the distraction from Nia Jax, Shayna catches a big boot to the face and gets pinned by Charlotte.
1: That was odd. That was odd, too, because you could have— had her hit natural selection or something because the big boot's not really, I mean, it's one of her signature moves, but it's not her finisher or anything, so I thought that was kind of odd, but Mm -hmm. I did notice later in the night, I think it was actually right before the main event, that now Shayna and I are wrestling tomorrow, or not tomorrow, I keep thinking today, Sunday, Monday, so I find that interesting. I really, really, really hope they have Shayna go over, but I wouldn't be surprised if they have Nia. I'm still finding it kind of weird, though, that after these matches, they're not even really showing Nia or Shayna at the end of the match to see, like, who's mad and who's sorry. They just go to
0: another segment.
1: Yeah, they just cut right into it because I was expecting Nia and Shayna to get into some, like, brawl or something after the match. But, no, then Alexa Bliss just shows up and then they do their thing with Charlotte and it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, okay, fine. This is fine, I guess, but... I'll just be hoping. Shayna can pull out the win on Monday, but we'll see.
0: I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. And like you said, uh, Alexa Bliss and Lily show up after the match, and they have a gift uh, for Charlotte. (laughs) And the gift happens to be uh, Charlotte's very own Lily-type-esque doll named Charlie. Charlie. Now, (laughs) Charlotte doesn't care for the doll and throws it in the face of Alexa. Both women scrap with Alexa getting the better of Charlotte. Yes. so uh charlie the doll
1: oh it's so <laughs> creepy i you know me i'm not much of a horror fan so mm-hmm. <laughs> the lily doll creeped me out already to begin with uh charlie <laughs> creeped me out too it's just i mean but it works it works it,
0: it, it looks just like charlotte
1: exactly you got the nice blonde hair it had the robe it had the title it was perfect Had all yeah. the nice little accessories
0: well charlie shows up later at the end of the show and then charlie just throws it in the trash can so yeah. who knows maybe charlie will show up maybe we'll have a tag match charlie <laughs> charlie and lily going you know the uh, women's
1: tag titles on the line maybe? i'm telling you
0: maybe they'll get a uh-huh. shot over uh tegan and, and shati but we'll talk about that I later you
1: had to go there didn't you
0: <laughs> yeah it did other stuff that went down drew mcintyre and the viking raiders defeated jinder mahal and his crew Jeff Hardy uh, took on Damian Priest And the match was okay, a little clunky Uh, It looked like Jeff Hardy kind of forgot how to take Damian Priest's finisher Um, After the match uh, Sheamus tried to bro-kick Priest But got a boot to the face And then we have another women's match Which I thought was interesting They kind of botched the finish to to Tamina and Nikki ASH it seems Tamina got pinned But she kicked out Then they announced uh, Tamina as the winner, but she was the one getting the pin.
1: Yeah, it was that was just odd. It was just it was weird all around because the match between Tamina and Natty or er, and uh, Nikki itself was very clunky. Mm-hmm.
0: Very and clunky. That
1: ending just made it worse. Um, Rhea and Natty, I think, made up for it a little bit. Their match was definitely better than the mm-hmm. first, but. That goes back to what we just talked about a few minutes ago. Now, all of a sudden, Rhea and Nikki have a tag title match against these two next week on Raw. What the hell with with Tegan and Shotzi? Where's their shot? they've only beat them like four times and this
0: this is the confusing thing with every match being a championship contenders match yeah (laughs) like they try to do something new but every time they try to do something new it's more so they kind of just drill it into our heads till like we're like confused and we're just like yeah and it's
1: it insults your intelligence a little bit too because okay well if you're gonna start calling every non-title match with a title holder in it a championships contender match and the person the other one wins everyone's going to automatically assume you're going to give them a title shot at some point yeah. uh, apparently so it's a selective champion contenders match I think I, that's what it is
0: I, I, I don't get it i yeah, really yeah. i really don't get it all i know is that they uh trying or i guess trying something new with new buzzwords or whatever to get people interested god only
1: knows but it,
0: it's just more confusing give Keegan um, and
1: shot the other title shot already for god's sake
0: him. i'm telling
1: you i'd love <laughs> to see them as tag champs i've said it before i would love to see those two i love Rhea, but just her and nikki it's just it's not working for me as a team
0: it's now not. my problem is and I've said this before, I just can't get into anything that Nikki A.S.H. does. She's yeah. just not. I, and the thing is, she's not for me. No. But she she still kind of dominates a lot of the programming. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, as a viewer, it leaves me lost. You Yeah. Know?
1: And I don't know if there are thinking the same way you are and they think oh well the people who don't like nikki ash like Rhea, so just put those two together and they'll like nikki spoiler alert we don't i still yeah. like Rhea. that's it like i, I love ria because mm-hmm. she's like the it's almost like batman and robin kind of thing nikki's robin and Rhea's batman like the dark brooding mm-hmm. serious mm-hmm. kind of if you even want to say apparently because they're superheroes now but (laughs) it's just it's not working that just shows you they have nothing for Rhea and Nikki right now because we've seen it before oh we have nothing for you too so we're just gonna throw you in a tag team and just you know hope for the best
0: yeah and like you said it's kind of just a weird combo I guess they're trying to get in the older audience bringing in with Rhea uh and then like the younger audience is obviously uh more geared towards Nikki ASH I just don't know if if for me being that it's on the program For so much time yeah. I end up zoning out and really Fighting trying to uh, Pay attention to the program
1: Yeah I it's It gets tough It really does get tough That's why I love the wonders of DVR
0: yeah. But like you said, um Rhea Ripley had a match with Natalya Natalia uh directly after the botch finish to Nikki ASH and Tamina. That match was a little bit better and Rhea made Natalia tap, which I really wasn't expecting. I didn't yeah, expect no. Natalia, you know, the Queen of Hearts to to tap. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. It was <laughs> it was just a very weird segment all around, honestly.
0: Yeah, it really was. The whole bit was just really fell off. But uh, AJ Styles almost Mason T-bar defeated New Day, Mansoor, and Ali. Drop got an easy win over Eva Marie. And then that brings us to the main event, Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton. Kind of uh, a little more on the side of Randy Orton's style of matches, a little bit Mm -hmm. slower pace, uh, not so much... You know, offense going in at a fast break net pace, but more grounded and obviously, you know, power heavy on Lashley's side.
1: Still a good match. It was still really, it was still a really good match. It's just, like you said, it's slower paced, which some fans can't really get into, but Mm -hmm. I don't mind it. If it's a good match, I don't care if it's fast paced or not. It's a good match is a good match.
0: And. did you, did you did you see any reason or did you have an inkling that maybe Randy Orton would come away with the win? Because I went into this match thinking there's no way Randy Orton's going to win. So that kind of no. took me out of the match.
1: Yeah, I didn't really think he was going to win either because it would have been really weird.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially,
1: I mean, unless he was going to win and Big E was going to take it from him. But right. um, I will say, though, I didn't get to see this live um as the listeners do know i do end up streaming on monday nights with my friends so by this time we were in the middle of i don't remember we were i think call of duty i think we were playing and i was checking twitter when we were waiting for uh the game to load and Mm -hmm. twitter is blowing up because biggie as we as we all know biggie ends up coming down catches in on lashley and wins and I will say though, before we even get into that, uh, the match, it the well, I guess you want to call it a match, made me nervous a little bit because there was a one or two times where I honestly thought yeah we're gonna have Lashley win and I was going to be monumentally unhappy because mm-hmm. that would have been such a WWE thing though where you have Biggie announce it to get the rating and then he ends up losing anyway, which would have been a total load of crap.
0: <laughs> they would have had a right on their hands if that would have
1: because if anybody has earned the like the right to call himself champion i think it's biggie i think he's For sure. been through the ringer enough and so i'm going through twitter or whatever and like i said it's blowing up and my poor friend uh nick who's another uh wrestling fan he didn't see it and i'm like um nick did you watch raw look at twitter in the last like five minutes and he's like no why so biggie just cashed in and won the title and so we were like freaking out about that on stream and our friends don't know what anything anything about (laughs) wrestling so we're all just we're both screaming and they're my friends are just like sitting there like okay guys you you do whatever and i'm just like i was happy for him because i've been waiting for them to actually do this because biggie has been world championship material for quite a long time now, and for it to actually happen, finally, mm-hmm. and that uh, that pop, that pop he got was well. That worth was, it
0: too. yeah, that was like that was. We talk a lot about struggling to uh, WWE struggling to find moments where they get it right. Yeah. I feel like this was a moment that they definitely got it right, and not only that, but. Big E is universally loved by his peers, both on WWE side and on AEW side. Yep. Like the whole wrestling world as a whole, you know, really came together to celebrate this, much like they did for Kofi Kingston's championship win. Yeah. Th- this one, w- w- what was neat about this one was it didn't feel like an extension of that. It felt yeah. like its own thing. Like Big yeah. E got his own moment to shine. And like you said, he's championship material. He's entertaining. Yep. You know, it's it's like we're fast-forwarding a little bit, but one thing I noted when I was watching SmackDown yesterday was the crowd just really, really loves this dude as WWE oh, yeah. champion.
1: Oh, yeah. And like you said, you had people outside of WWE even talking about it. I think I remember seeing... um powerhouse Hobbs said something
0: yeah they had a little interaction you know yeah that was really cool and biggie was able to say you know i'm a big fan of you and they were able that's the that's what's so cool about wrestling and that's kind of like why this whole forbidden door thing has wheels to it because deep down inside i feel like these guys just want to co-mingle and they both respect their craft and mm-hmm. respect the art and respect the sport so much that you know real recognizes real
1: yeah you and know? the big another big example too was ruby at all out all the people that were saying something on twitter everywhere wwe aw indies like everywhere mm-hmm. so that just goes to show you you can still be friends with people out mm-hmm. like even working for rival promotions and whatnot but yeah, and I honestly think I did remember hearing. I heard two things. Number one, I think they said this was the, actually the first time the title ever changed hands from an African American champion to another African American champion. Yeah. Which I thought was cool, but also kind of sad because it shouldn't have been this long. <laughs> yeah. I digress. And if I remember correctly, Biggie really is a WWE like homegrown product because. He didn't. If I remember correctly, he never really had a lot of wrestling experience before. Coming no, he
0: he only had here. amateur wrestling experience. Was the only thing he had. He didn't work the indies or anything like that. Yeah. So um, he was just recruited, kind of.
1: Yeah. So this goes to show you that if WWE doesn't completely screw things up, they are capable of making their own stars. Because we've complained about this for how many episodes that sometimes yeah. WWE has a problem of not being able to effectively create stars from their own pool of talent biggie is a definite like example of how they can get it right when they get it right
0: for sure for sure and you know really i'm just excited to see where biggie goes from here i mean you know bobby lashley is probably gonna get his shot especially because of the way it went down um Bobby Lashley, after the match, continued to attack Randy Orton and put him through the commentary table. It Mm -hmm. looks like during the process of putting Randy Orton through the commentary table, he hurt his leg, which became a disadvantage and allowed Big E to pick up the win. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a big moment where, like, you know, Bobby Lashley didn't want to continue on the match. He didn't want it to happen. And the way he got it to happen, as was noted by our good friend Mike on Twitter, was Biggie just smacks the taste out of Bobby Lashley's yep. mouth. Yep, you know, piss him, and, and piss him off. And it, that was like, that was almost like a scary moment because, you know, I understood what he was doing, but do you really want to make Bobby Lashley angry? You know? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> yeah.
1: that's a good idea, but.
0: Yeah, so like that kind of woke him up and all in all the cash in, money in the bank gets a lot of flack, but the cash ins for the most part Always seem to work.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Except the only gripe I do have about the cash ins are more or less the women's side of it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because besides Carmella's cash in, every single one of them have either been the night of or the basically a few days or so after. So I don't know why that. I don't know why they can't take the same amount of planning that they put into the men's money in the bank winners that they do for the women. But. Yeah, I mean, you got to give them a little more time because I feel like if they could go back and redo it, I'm not entirely sure they would have had Nikki win it. Mm. I still think they should have put it on Liv, but
0: and and then you know, kind of fast forwarding through our recaps, it seems like Liv's getting another start stop push, you know, and they they, and once again, and they kind of dropped the ball on that too. And it's you can use the Money in the Bank as a stepping stone. To kind of catapult somebody yeah. As we as we see with Big E He literally went from You know just kind of like The guy and then once he got this briefcase And cashes it in it just makes sense Again this is a rare Moment where it seems like WWE Got it right
1: Yeah it's like I just don't get why they can't Do the same thing they do with the men With the women I don't get it
0: Yeah it, it is It is a little weird they haven't yeah. because that's part of the lore of the money in the bank is the chase, obviously, and yeah. the kind of waiting in the shadows and building your time. You know, I kind of want to see somebody hold it for a whole year.
1: Yeah, See how that could go. That hasn't happened in quite a long time.
0: I don't think that that's really ever happened. I, many people have called their shots, but, you know, and then nobody's used has. Well, they've used it to cash in at WrestleMania. But nobody's used it to get a WrestleMania match.
1: Yeah, well, I um, Rollins a few years ago.
0: Did he use it to get a match though?
1: Well, I mean, or it did he part- just yeah. did he
0: just use it to cash in?
1: Yeah, like, he, did, I, yeah he. It was more of a cash in. Um, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen a match where I'm ca- I'm telling you I'm gonna cash it in now to so just make it a match. We haven't seen right. that in quite a long. I feel like Cena. Cena did that. I know that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's, it's been a while. But so the, so the point long. is, the money in the bank briefcase yeah. and the concept, yeah, the, the concept of it still has some legs to it. Yeah. But like you said, they can really benefit themselves if they give it to a young upstart in the women's division mm-hmm. and and let her hold on to it for a little bit, kind of tease uh, a cash in here and there, really build it up.
1: Yeah, make the champion paranoid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Make the champion paranoid. But again, congratulations to Big E. Uh, WWE champion. I'm excited to see where he goes from here. I hope that he can have a long, sustaining reign as champion, I so that well. way, you know, even if he goes down, um, you know, he can pick himself back up. He doesn't far straight too far out of the main event picture. But again, congratulations to Biggie.
1: Yes, congrats, Biggie. Uh,
0: that takes us to Tuesday nights, and Tuesday is a pretty big night. Now, um, this is the launch of NXT. 2.0 we get a new color wave a whole new vibe a bunch of brand new people here so what were your first impressions on the relaunch of NXT oh.
1: Um, oh, I think I'm <laughs> gonna need to see it a few more times to get a definite opinion of it mm-hmm. but some of the matches were still good still was like NXT quality matches for me some not so much but my God, did they introduce so many new people? it was So many hard people. To keep track. Yeah. Right from the beginning, too. They wasted little time introducing someone new right from the beginning.
0: But the beginning was kind of confusing for me. We got a mm-hmm. brand new person by the name of Braun Breaker. What a name, I tell I
1: we we were (laughs) talking about this earlier of how weird the name was and how do you even come up with that name and my theory was they had a bunch of just names up on a board and they had some darts and they blindfolded themselves and they just chucked (laughs) the darts and it landed on braun and it landed on breaker and they're like yeah sure that sounds fine and then here we are but it's a dumb
0: on breaker (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, it. Now, for those that don't know uh, Braun Breaker is the son of legendary tag team wrestler Rick Steiner And how could you not see Rick yeah. Steiner Not only in in the look of Braun But the actual wrestling ability He mm-hmm. was throwing shoulder tackles like his dad used to He He is literally like a combo of his dad and his uncle Scott Steiner yeah. Just in one one whole mechanism of a person uh and originally his name was supposed to be Rex Steiner they yeah. were going to they were going to acknowledge the fact that he's a Steiner which i think really would have helped him uh you know because he he obviously he gets the first uh, match of this relaunch and he gets to go against somebody that's already in the main event in LA night which kind of yeah. was confusing in its own right yeah. because it's like he's in the main event later on tonight for the title why is he in a match against a, a rookie yeah you know and
1: he lost pretty quickly yeah and he that lost not that's what confused me the most number one like you said he's in the fatal four wave for the nxt championship later in the night why do you have him opening the show and why do you have him lose in four minutes because it makes him look terrible going into that match
0: Oh this, yeah, is, for sure. The
1: match itself, we'll be honest, not that good. It really wasn't.
0: Uh, it is really it just, didn't. Nothing didn't really of note.
1: If they would have given them more time, it maybe would have been better. But how did you expect any of us to care about a match that barely was four minutes? If that, it was just yeah. weird. It was really weird. I don't know why they did it that way, but.
0: I eh. mean, I, I, th- I'm and and the thing is too. You got to think of it this way we're getting a whole brand new set. So the entire time I'm watching this match, my focus is more so, do I like (laughs) the new set? Do I like the new vibe? Do I like the the new colorway or anything like that? It was We weren't led into the matches. We were just kind of, it was just kind of boom. Here's the new NXT. Here's a new guy. Here's a new guy you never heard of taking on a guy. it, It was just, most of the night was, like you said, it was an influx of brand new talent, mm. all seemingly homegrown. There's yeah. none that were that I could say, oh, I saw that person on the indies or anything like yeah. that. Which is going to be tough for me to watch with NXT because I'm such an advocate for independent wrestling. And I used to love the fact that you saw someone from the indies make their way to NXT. For me as a wrestling fan, that was really cool to see.
1: Same, yeah. And-
0: and now that they're going away from that and they want to do more homegrown stuff, which I understand, which is which is something that could be neat. Um, yeah, I just I, I it's it's hard for me to get invested into people that I have never heard of one match. in. it's going to like you said, yeah. it's going to take a couple episodes to really get used to all these new people and what they're all about. Um, but Braun Breaker seems to be high on their radar. Like you said, he beat LA Knight. The match wasn't anything wild or anything crazy to write home to. Um, you know, Braun Breaker's just the powerhouse kind of guy, similar to like a Big E, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. So we'll have to see, but not the best first impression.
0: No, no. Uh, Imperium defeated. Josh Briggs, and newcomer Brooks Jensen, who is actually a second-generation wrestler. His father is Bull Buchanan. Remember Bull Uh, Buchanan? Yeah.
1: yep.
0: Yeah. And we we also get to see uh, the first match from one of Hit Rose members, b She had a match, and she defeated Katrina Lopez. It was was Um, more like an exhibition. It wasn't really anything to write home, not on my end.
1: Yeah, um... You, you know I love Hit Row. You mm. I love Swerve. This match was not good. Not was good. Not, it, it was a mix of, I think, B-Fab still being pretty new to wrestling, and Lopez did not sell very well in any of it. Or Cortez, was it Katrina Cortez? I think her name
0: Cor- was. Yeah, Ka- she used to be Katarina Cortez member. They used her on the main roster a couple of times.
1: Yeah, I it was see. the same person. I see, I keep losing. Either way, she was <laughs> not helping things either. It was just not, yeah. <sighs> I mean, granted, yes, it was B-Fab's first match that we saw. So, again, it was literally like Brawn Breaker. Let's give her a few more. Let's put her against maybe some more established women. Obviously, not have her beat them because that'd be kind of a that would be kind of a wild idea but she definitely needs some more experience in the ring because you know at some point legato del fantasma and hit row are gonna go at it again mm. so i'm telling know. you i'm
0: i'm i'm thinking i'm thinking war games man because yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we're getting close to war games uh usually around like the thanksgiving time and obviously survivor series so usually war games is around that time yeah. and you kind of have to look to all right, what factions are kind of feuding against each other? And this is really the only two factions that are really feuding against each other. Yeah. So I'm thinking um, War Games, but you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head. You can honestly tell that Bfab is just a little green. Just she's, a little bit. <laughs> she's just a little green, which is no big deal. I understand what they're trying to do. Again, they're trying to introduce new characters, new faces, a whole new vibe. Um so it's going to take a little bit more seasoning for us to kind of get on board with B Fab and, and uh, give you a little bit more from one of her matches. Yeah. Um Austin Theory's back. Yeah, I was exci- I was excited for Austin Theory to be back. Uh Damian just too. Yeah, and Damian Priest showed up. They're getting ready for the uh Index wedding that happens later on in the show. A uh, a big big family vibe you finally get to see Gargano and Candace LeRae kind of come around to it everybody's dressed as Dexter Loomis yes, which I was thought was cool. great so uh, later on we'll be talking about the index wedding
1: I have to say my personal favorite um, section of those like backstage things were when they were showing Candace and Indy and like the bridesmaids and whatever <laughs> I loved how Cora Jade had the beanie on Yeah, and Candace is like okay take it off like come on take it off because i looked at mom and said if i had to be forced to wear a dress to a wedding that would be me (laughs) like i hate dressing up unless i mean i hate dresses in general like clearly anybody who pays attention to my twitter notes i'm a super tomboy like hate anything pink girly whatever (laughs) i would be the one to wear a beanie to a wedding
0: But it it was it was such a mom moment too. Right, like
1: like, take that thing off.
0: I feel like candace Lerae is the mom of NXT. She
1: really, well, I mean, yeah, she really is now. now, yeah,
0: literally, she's the mom. You know, but I I feel like, yeah, she's been a mom way more before she got pregnant. I feel like
1: worried, the worried mom of. Where did I it, it was almost like you could see her sometimes throughout the last few months going, where did I go wrong? How <laughs> did I do to deserve this?
0: Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, but also, you know, congratulations to Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Yes. Found out they're expecting. So a new member of The Way should be here in a couple months. So that's exciting.
1: Yeah. And the, the video of, like... If they were having a boy or a girl. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter.
0: I saw bits and pieces. I didn't see the reveal, but I saw bits oh, and pieces. It was I, just funny. I thought it was funny. Um, They posted, I think Candace posted uh, a screenshot of the ultrasound yeah. picture yeah. on her story. And, um yeah Making and the baby, Uncle
1: adam. yeah
0: the baby's oh. doing the adam cole boom
1: it was so cute it was oh my so god
0: cute. i was like oh that's so awesome right. a rest a wrestling baby a wrestling baby i love it exactly <laughs> um carmelo hayes um has a new sort of backup heavy in trick williams who is a newcomer and uh both carmelo hayes and trick williams drunk duke hudson Mm -hmm. for disrespecting them and this is kind of trying to get trick uh not trick uh trying to get carmelo hayes to realize his potential and you know he shouldn't be stepped on he shouldn't be overlooked he should kind of take what is his so i kind of understood the angle that they were going for um but trick williams again with these new faces we're gonna have to see more of them to really get a gauge on whether we're filling it or not.
1: Yeah, it just seemed kind of clunky to me the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It just the promo felt off. It just I don't know.
0: I, I Carmela Hayes doesn't seem like a person that needs a, a backup or a heavy or somebody no. to do the talking for him. He no. seems like he could do the talking for himself just fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. It's weird. Maybe they're gonna turn him. Who knows? But, eh.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of a little early to tell. Again, like we said, these as you can if you're listening to this, you already see that there's a bunch of newcomers already on the show already. So yeah. um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell with these this new crop of talent coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, next up we have Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter taking on Gigi and JC Jane. Uh the match was interrupted by Mandy Rose who hit the ring and attack Caden and Casey. Mandy is no longer blonde. Yeah. She's now a brunette, which was a big reveal. And wow. I mean,
1: it, I think it was one of those where it's like, they made it out to be a really big reveal, but it was just kind of okay. Uh
0: She dyed her hair and she got some extensions.
1: Whoa. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. uh, and then Saray makes the save at the end. Um, There was a six-woman tag, that I thought was really good at the show. All women yeah. worked hard. What'd you think about that match?
1: I thought it was pretty good. It was definitely the best match up to that point because the matches before it were okay. Mm-hmm. But this one was pretty good. They all, everything went well. It wasn't really sloppy. Um, Surprisingly, Rose had a lot of good moments throughout it. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, it's it's the change in attitude kind of thing. You change the hair color. Now she's more aggressive. Mm-hmm. I like that they're hopefully trying to move her away from the pretty blonde girl who can barely wrestle kind of thing and actually Mm. show that she can wrestle now.
0: Yeah. So I'm okay with that. For me, it's kind of like what we said about BFAP, how she's kind of still a little bit green and needs a little bit more seasoning. Yeah. Mandy Rose was somebody, when she came up, she, you could tell she was a little green and she needed that little WWE seasoning. And now she looks a little bit more solid in the ring. So it kind of helps Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane kind of progress because they have somebody who's been there, who knows what they're looking for and can get it done in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rich Holland defeated Drake Maverick. I really don't know what they're doing with Drake Maverick. We see him on NXT, we see him on Raw. He's kind of bouncing around. It, yeah. It feels like they're gonna do something with him, but we don't really know. Uh
1: I don't think the, they even know at this point.
0: Yeah, and then we had the Creed brothers destroy some guys. I couldn't pick up their name because the match was just, <laughs> oh my god, here goes the Creed brothers destroying some two guys again.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely Murder on live TV when it comes to the Creed brothers, they don't care, dude. And, and if they get better and more like refined sound, yeah, technically sound in the ring, my goodness, they could be a really good tag team.
0: They they kind of man they they remind me of like an amateur wrestling version of the Authors of Pain. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's just it's it's like you said, it's like watching a live murder on TV because they just they don't care. They beat each other up. To get each other excited for the match.
1: Yeah, which, how many times have you seen that before?
0: I've never. (laughs) No. And they're brothers. Like, if I tried to do that to my brother, he would literally (laughs) maul me to death. Your brother
1: would run you through a window or something. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and then, speaking of new people, now they have Ivy Nile. I feel like she's been in NXT for a while. I don't remember what her name was, though.
0: I don't I don't remember seeing her in NXT. They did uh make alluded to the fact that she competed in the Titan Games, which was like an athletic game show that was on NBC, I believe. And oh, it I it was know. hosted it was hosted by The Rock. Now, this girl, she's solid. She's a brick. Oh. Oh, she's yeah. a brick. So she I kind of dig her, you know, cuz she kind of has that vibe where she's like don't mess with me she's solid yeah. as a rock just muscles on top of muscles um, and yeah,
1: they... she was an NXt um, she was her I don't think of the I don't remember what her actual name was but her real ni- her real life name's Emily Onzoulis. okay she's been there for quite a while I remember it's just they never used her until now apparently she has a background in MMA and fitness as Ooh. we it's very obvious that she does yes. so hopefully she doesn't Fade into the background with Diamond Mind, especially since it seems like they're doing five different things at once. Yeah, it
0: seems like everybody's kind of. I mean, Diamond Mind was interesting back in the black and gold uh, era, and then they got rid of uh, uh, Tyler Rustin. You kind of just wondered where all these people came in. Now they have the Creed Brothers. They still have Hatchet Man, and Malcolm Bevins is still the mouthpiece of Diamond Mind. Now they have Ivy Nile, who again seems like someone you don't want to mess with. So I'm really interested in seeing what she can do, um, you know, going forward with this new crop of talent. Now, Diamond Mind is not done. We also get the announcement that next week, Roderick Strong will be going up against Kushida for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. That is something we haven't seen in quite a while, and being in Kushida and the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, so I'm really excited to see that match. And I just thought it was funny. Kushida comes out and goes, You, you, you talk too much. And I just yeah. thought a botchamania, and I thought that was hilarious. Right.
1: Like <laughs> Yeah, but it'll be a good match though for sure.
0: I think it will be. Uh, and then we have the Fatal Four Way for the NXT Championship. Now, this is wasn't supposed to go down this way. This was supposed <sighs> to crown the number one contender for the NXT championship, but it comes to find out during the week, Samoa Joe is injured, and he has to relinquish the title. Bad news for Samoa Joe, who we were all excited to see back in the ring. We felt he was being held down, but now it seems like maybe WWE was right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like he is really unlucky in the injury department right now, but hopefully he won't be gone too long i think i remember them saying he no one really knows when he's coming back so hopefully sooner rather than later but yeah it's a shame because it was going to be interesting to see what they were going to do what direction they were going to take him in the nxt championship and now it's going to probably be completely different and i will say though the change to the match before this was a little weird very weird with Vaughn what do you mean? Wagner coming oh, in instead of Kyle. Yeah. O'Reilly. Yeah. Wait,
0: I, totally, I totally forgot about that. Von like, Wagner, another right, like, what newcomer. What the
1: hell's that about?
0: I, I is was Kyle in, injured or Yeah,
1: I guess because it just sounded it was like out of nowhere. Regal's just okay, yeah, well, Kyle can not go, and so Vaughn, you're gonna help you're gonna go in. And I, uh, I, the crowd didn't like it.
0: The crowd didn't like it because I feel like a lot of people thought that maybe kyle was going to be coming away with the victory i kind of had i kind of had my money on pete dunn because pete dunn recently resigned with the wwe for i think another three years so i figured yeah you know that'd be nice to reward him for his loyalty you know right i
1: was hoping it was going to be pete but uh no we were wrong
0: we were wrong i'm i'm glad we were wrong it's just for me substituting kyle if it was based on injury if it's a title match yeah. I'd rather you not give me an angle and just be straight up and say he's injured. He can't yeah. compete uh, due to this injury. This is what it is. You know, even make something up. Oh, he uh tore an abductor or something. You know <laughs> you, you, you know, like you don't have to give us the extent, but just Yeah. Instead of having Ridge Holland come in and beat him up because I feel like Ridge Holland, they're really trying to push Ridge Holland. I'm just not feeling it. Just not yet.
1: not yet. It's just enough of the squash matches, put him against someone. Well the thing is you had I'm pretty sure Ciampa beat him, so you're gonna still have squash matches but then Trump going to beat him and then you're going to just continue to have squash matches with him like yeah. I don't I don't know what they're doing but they really flubbed the half of this Fatal 4way. You had LA Knight lose in the beginning of the show mm-hmm. which made no sense and then Kyle's gone and so you put Von Von Wagner in. I have to keep looking at the guy's name cuz it's like I don't know who he is.
0: Von Wagner is actually the son of NXT coach uh and former WWE superstar Prince Albert a train that's his son
1: okay Still, it's like okay Um, (laughs) not sure i would have thrown him into the biggest match of the night
0: yeah because i mean with these new people you just want to see what they do and then with three other dudes in the ring and then a world championship on the line that kind of gets lost in the shuffle
1: yep Exactly. It's just it was weird. It was that's the worst part. There were good parts about NXT, but then there were some really weird parts. It was just yeah. But, but I think the best part, easily, was what happened at the end of the show, which was the index wedding. Everybody yeah. was waiting for.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my goodness! It what? was something.
0: It was. It was probably when, as as Cora Jade said last week, nothing ever goes right when it's a WWE wedding, <laughs> oh. but. I will say this was probably the most entertaining WWE wedding I've seen in a long time.
1: Right, just building up to it was good and it was hyping up a lot for this wedding. It was, <laughs> there was a lot of expectations and I think it 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 met them and then some. Yeah. At the beginning at the beginning you knew it was going to be good when Johnny <laughs> was like giving Indy away and oh and who who gives the bride away? John, me Johnny Gargano, Mister Mister Takeover, <laughs> Johnny Wrestling, and Candace is like
0: Johnny. Like <laughs> shut
1: up. I I do John Gargano. It's like I thought. That, like this is funny. But,
0: I I yeah. like the part where where uh the the uh the person doing the wedding asked if there were anybody that <laughs> objected to yeah, the, the wedding, Every, and everyone objected to the wedding. And, and hatchet then, in the
1: coat. Yeah, yeah he
0: had a, uh, Le- Loomis had the hatchet in the oh. coat from that the was, bachelor party and everybody was like right. no we, we we're I, cool with this
1: i love that we talked about it last week that gave me like my the hunter is dead by daylight vibe so i love that that was funny like just and he did it and then he put the uh, officiant to sleep <laughs>
0: Yeah, he put, Of course, somebody has to get choked out yeah. in a WWE wedding, so the officiant gets knocked out. Uh, Andre Chase decided it was his moment to to uh, shine until Odyssey <laughs> Jones sat him down. He said, uh, "No." This was a wedding that was uh, just all over the place. We found out that Dexter Loomis is uh, Indy Hartwell's freak, uh, yes. which was oh, which was uncomfortable, I'm sure, for their gargoyle. Wasn't like you
1: like I remember when you was it you like. Showed up in my bedroom one night or something, yeah. and Johnny and Johnny and just like, "What did this happen? What like, what, what that?
0: And was that?" In our house,
1: sorry. like, sorry guys, and, oh my god, and but the oh when, bi- uh, when Dexter put it the priest to sleep. First off, I must say it was a very big missed opportunity that I didn't have Damien priest officiate the wedding. True, like, priest could have been the priest, but <laughs> I loved how Johnny was like Regal, Regal, you can do it, and Regal was just like. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, no. And of course Beth had to do it. Beth had to come save the day. Beth Phoenix. That was perfect. But that was great. Oh, it was wonderful. Um,
0: and then we finally hear the first words Dexter Loomis oh. has ever spoken. Yes. Which was I do, which got a
1: huge oh. pop. You heard as soon as he said I, you heard the entire crowd just go, ooh. <laughs> they just like sucked their breath in, just waiting for him to say and my mom, being my mom, she said, wouldn't you shit if he said I don't? I like oh stop stop it. Don't even. And thankfully he said I do. And so we all live happy ever after. But oh, that was that was fun. That was easily the best part of the show.
0: Yeah, that was definitely uh, entertaining. Uh, one of my favorite WWE weddings of all time because it was yeah. just it was just chaos. It was just chaos. Yeah. But a great way to end the show. Again, it's gonna take a couple episodes to really catch the vibe of this NXT 2.0. I just hope they don't hammer it into our brains This is NXT (sighs) 2.0 I hope not but Um, we know they will But the show ends with Tommaso Ciampa The new NXT champion In the back watching the wedding And then he gets a congratulations From the newcomer Braun Breaker uh, And they share a a weird Sort of handshake Where it's Braun Breaker breathing very heavily And then the show goes black
1: Yeah that was odd I really Really don't Whole, I I hope they don't do that thing where, okay, he wins one match, and okay, now he's into title contention. Please don't do that.
0: That's what, Please. I mean, we don't have any sources here, so everything that we say in terms of what happens backstage is kind of, um, you know, just what we read on the internet. And whoever's in charge of this revamp is really high on Braun Breaker, so it seems like yeah. he might be getting a push sometime soon
1: and we'll see if that's worthwhile or not but eh.
0: i I, ju- I need to see more man I, yeah i mean that's, but, that's and- the
1: thing. i can't i don't i don't think we're, we're definitely not those fans that watched nxt and immediately said i hate it it sucks it's stupid it was mm-hmm. terrible whatever it's like guys you got to give them a little bit you can't just automatically assume it's going to be garbage because for all we know this coming Tuesday could be fantastic. You, like, right. you don't and it's like, this is the first start of the new revamp, basically. So you got to give them a few weeks to work all of the league bugs out and everything. But Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. It's 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 similar to NXT when it, they did the revamp for the first time NXT was around. You yeah. know, if you didn't pay attention to indie wrestling, you know, a lot of these were new faces. So it's going to take some time to get used to. And I'm sure they'll smooth out the kinks as we go along. Um, but again, congratulations to Tommaso Ciampa, the new. NXT champion. So Goldie is back where it belongs.
1: And congratulations to Indy and Dexter.
0: Congratulations to the happy couple as well. Of course. Uh, (laughs) That finishes our recap for NXT and takes us all the way to the other side of the wrestling world in AEW for AEW Dynamite. Uh, A pretty big show. They're really um, putting together cards for next week. Next week is going to be a huge week for NXT. gonna be fantastic it's like it's like two shows but like two different pay-per-view s type cards yeah it seems like they're calling it great uh dynamite grand slam or grand slam dynamite and the same for rampage so this is a big deal they're gonna be in new york city they sold out new york city which is something unheard of for a promotion outside of wwe Yeah.
1: yeah it's it's massive
0: Big-time, big-time stuff, so I'm excited. Uh, the show kicks off with Adam Cole in his in-ring debut for AEW taking on Frankie Casarian I thought this was a, a solid match. It wasn't anything flashy. No. Uh, it wasn't like a pay-per-view match, but it was a good uh, match to kind of wet your whistle for Adam Cole and AEW.
1: I mean, we all knew. If anybody who had watched NXT, everybody knew what Adam Cole was capable of, so... Mm-hmm we weren't expecting any less from his match with Frankie on Wednesday. And I honestly think Frankie was a really good first opponent for basically anybody that comes in because he can work with just about everyone. Right. Yeah. He's
0: a solid, solid veteran.
1: Yeah. So it did everything it was supposed to do. It reinforced the fact that Cole is still fantastic in the ring as he always has been. And he has the charisma still. And Mm -hmm. then afterwards we get a match for a rampage next week. I'm pretty sure next week. Yeah. Call,
0: uh, he, um gets on the mic and calls out Christian Cage and Jurassic Express for a match against him and the Young Bucks next week. Uh, like you said, it's on Rampage. They're dubbing themselves the Super Click,
1: yes. the Young Bucks
0: and Adam Cole taking on Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. So that should be uh, a match that's going to be very exciting to check out. Um, next, we have a promo from our boy Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, I'm starting to like putting MJF on a large stage and having him do his stick week in and week out. Yeah. I, it's starting to wear thin.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say my mom was offended because <laughs> she's from New Jersey. So oh really she did not take kindly to mjf trashing her state yet she was born in new brunswick
0: Uh, oh yeah that's right she
1: didn't stay very long but she's still (laughs) very she's very territorial about jersey so if anyone trashes new jersey she doesn't like it and so she didn't really like this promo but uh, yeah again it's it's like i get that he's the heat magnet he gets heat wherever he goes but it kind of gets a little old like you said week after week at jersey new york he yeah probably do the same thing if he was in pittsburgh it's like okay we need something new
0: yeah yeah and then like the whole i understand he's trying to get heat but like bringing uh brian Pillman jr's mom into it mm-hmm. and yeah. like yes. like it's just like it's it makes did, you feel dirty It, But it just seems so lazy
1: Yeah like that's it, it It's, it's low hanging fruit basically Yeah
0: yeah and and MJF is better than that Yeah it, it, In terms of figuring out ways to piss people off You know he yeah. doesn't have to take that same route Again this is For me it's sort of like I need to see more of Brian Pillman Jr. To see if he can really go with someone like MJF Yeah Just the promo for it is just kind of like Eh I wish he could have did a little bit better
1: it was like, well, at least he didn't call anybody mid this week. At least it was an actual insult, but, yeah.
0: Very true, very true. Uh, next up on the card, we had FTR take on Matt Sidell and Dante Martin. Uh, Really, really fun match. Man, I could watch Dante Martin fly around the ring all day.
1: He is so good. He is, he is so really, good. really,
0: really, really good. He is someone that if, if they had, like, a cruiserweight-level division, Mm-hmm. He'd be someone to really take a look at because he can uh he can really move around the ring and this is a really good match altogether. Yeah. Um, FTR get the win hitting the big rig on Dante Martin. Now again, we get some matches for next week. Next week we're gonna have Suzuki Goon, Minoru Suzuki, mm-hmm. and Lance Archer take on Moxley and Kingston. Ooh. I am absolutely giddy for this match.
1: That is not gonna be for the faint of heart.
0: I I cannot wait for this match because it gives me like super all Japan vibes where they're just going to go out there and just beat the hell out of each other. This yeah. is not going to be a, a crisp technical wrestling match. This is going to be a fight.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going gonna... to be an extreme fight.
0: And I can't wait for it. Um, So that's going to happen next week during AEW's big week of content uh, coming out. And then we also have a special guest in the house because mm. Malachi Black comes out. And he has he he says he asked for all members of the House of Black to stand. Did you stand? And I try, I tried my best to stand, but I, I raised was little, my hand.
1: <laughs> I raised my hand. Wait, as, as the listeners know, we have our official like ID cards. We are members of the House of Black. Yes,
0: we are card carrying members. <laughs> we are. I, I was just a little too tired to stand, so yeah, I kind of was, was like, "It was a long day." I'm I'm here. I'm here. They're like, "We're uh, here."
1: It's okay, Malachi. We hear you.
0: But he says that they have some sort of, I don't know what he called her. I think he
1: said an enemy in our midst.
0: An enemy in our midst. And the enemy is Rosario Dawson. (sighs) Yeah, that Rosario Dawson from Clerks 2 and, you know, all those great movies that she was in. And Mm -hmm. Rosario was not afraid of Malachi Black.
1: No, no, she was not. And I must say, I thought it was a little silly because then after that, like, malachi tries to go after her but then cody makes his grand as always <laughs> return why was he coming through the crowd you're the one of the evps of the company what right, were you, you doing should come, were you buying he, a hot dog at the concession stand like what were you doing
0: yeah that was weird he should have <laughs> came through like the stage area but the for me it was just like oh my god is malachi gonna dump rosario yes. dawson on the floor because she jumped on his back yeah like a like a wild woman just jumps on his back
1: it was and then it was weird because they were fighting up the stairs Mm -hmm. and okay we're going to commercial and both mom and i said at the same time why are you going to commercial in the middle of the fight (laughs) and then they come back and it's done it was dumb it It was was... weird I, i don't know why they did that it's just sometimes and we've talked about it before it always seems especially with cody sometimes things get way too theatrical than it needs to be
0: yeah yeah like um we get it 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 sort of shows the egotistical side because he's always looking for that big pop
1: very pretentious
0: yeah he's always looking for that big pop of the crowd so he was looking i think that's why they went through the crowd is because he wanted that big elation you know after you know striking down malachi black to be in the crowd and have that sort of vibe it's just like you said. It's kind of pretentious because it's always happening with Cody. Mm-hmm. All
1: the it's time. It's
0: always happening with Cody.
1: I just have a bad feeling he's gonna win next week, and I really don't want him to. I want Malachi to keep winning.
0: I, I, I want Malachi to win. I want. We're him...
1: biased. Let's just say it. But and,
0: still. but I I and Malachi's been having matches where his opponents have been getting way too much offense in for my liking. Yeah. Uh, you know. So I'm really wanting to see another washout match. Probably not going to happen, no. but that's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, it it'll definitely be a more back and forth kind of match. But I would just like to see Malachi win because there's really no need for Cody to win outside of get revenge for the family. But what, okay, what does he do after that?
0: Yeah, and you know it's just like eh.
1: yeah, it's just eh. that's literally how I feel most of the time when Cody does stuff. It's
0: eh. yeah. It's we have a promo from another heat magnet and Dan Lambert. God, Uh, he, he's slowly becoming uh, like someone that I'm entertained by because he's just like, he's just, an angry old man just yeah, yelling man. yeah he's just yelling at stuff for no reason and it's just like where did this guy come from every yeah. week when we watch aew that's the first thing my brother says like, yeah. who, who is this guy like where does he come from what is he doing but i find just... it
1: odd though that why are you having him talk for scorpio sky and ethan page both of them can talk just fine
0: yeah really they really can um but again uh he calls out he doesn't call out Chris Jericho Chris Jericho comes out and kind of Gives him the business And yeah. they go back and forth So next week we're going to have a match Jericho and Jake Hager taking on the Men of the Year So that should be an exciting match I really like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page So I'm interested in seeing what they can do With a veteran like Jericho Jericho uh, Just doesn't want to go away anytime soon
1: No, apparently not I thought the tour was going to be starting soon But apparently not Or no. who knows
0: uh, jade jade cargill have a match against layla hirsch and she defeated her with the double underhook face buster uh, jade cargill uh, uh, another one was a little green needed some seasoning but she's starting to pick it up starting yeah. to put it together i'm really excited that i'm being proven wrong because like yeah. that first match that she had with shaq i was just like i don't know if this is gonna work yeah. But but she's really coming into her own. She's getting the business done. So I'm really becoming a fan of Jade Cargill. And the more matches she has under her belt, the better she can be.
1: Yeah, I appreciate when they moved her into an actual wrestling match, not a squash, because that's basically all her matches on Elevation. I mean, granted, most matches on Dark and Dark Elevation are squash, match- squash matches. But with her, it's uh, like turned up to another level. Mm-hmm. But Layla Hirsch gave her a fight As I knew she would Because I really like Layla Hirsch I hope at some point she gets featured more on Dynamite Because mm-hmm. she could easily be a star in the women's division If given the opportunity
0: Yeah, because she kind of defies Physical logic when it comes yeah. to professional wrestling oh, She's yeah. she's probably 4'11 it
1: Has to be Like 4'10, you know, 4'11, yeah
0: 4'11, you know, maybe 100 pounds You know, so she defies she defies everything that is professional wrestling in in terms of her stature, but she has such an extensive background in like MMA and amateur wrestling that she gets it done in the ring, you know? So yeah. like you said, she could be someone sort of like uh, the counterculture to wrestling where she doesn't fit that mold, but she can get it done in the ring and be a champion. So, um, you know, again, a good match again, solid work from Jade Cargill, you know, someone to, to look out for in the future yeah for sure um then we have a trap that was laid out in commentary See, and punk was doing commentary for the night uh with the rest of the guys and then taz laid a trap for him at commentary uh we see and punk having to go back and forth with team taz and this time it didn't work out in his favor as he gets attacked from behind by powerhouse hobbs and hook they lay him out. Hobbs tries to choke slam him through the commentary table. The commentary table doesn't break.
1: Ugh, no, that didn't look good at all. That, that looked was... like it hurt. Yikes.
0: It didn't break at all. It might have not been the typical wrestling table. It might have no. actually been like a solid desk for commentary that he tried to put him through. But yeah. either way, um, CM Punk is making his return to TV and wrestling in the ring on AEW. Rampage against powerhouse Hobbs uh, what do you think about This match this one's interesting
1: I think it's going to be very interesting because I feel like most people Are going to go into the match With the idea that Hobbs is going to overpower Punk because mm-hmm. he's obviously the bigger Stronger guy but its I think it's going to be One of those where Yeah on paper it looks like Hobbs could Easily beat Punk but Punk's going to be the Veteran that teaches the Young guy how it's done
0: Mm interesting
1: kind of knocks them down a few pegs because that's what they do so <laughs> that's it'll be how good. wrestling works it'll be good either way though but it'll be interesting it'll be fun to see how they how that match even plays out in the first place but yeah i mean i think we all know punk's winning that one because i really don't see them having powerhouse hobbs beat him in his second match in aw and first match on tv in seven years
0: yeah that's gonna be crazy finally for anyone who didn't get to experience cm punk coming back on pay-per-view will actually get to see what it's like uh when he returns on tv so it's gonna be a big show uh you know congratulations to hobbs for being put in this position yeah you know who's okay. next they're gonna send hook
1: yeah it'll be next.
0: hooks next yeah. hook is on the cusp of doing something great <laughs> I-, I know it's gonna happen he's right. just he's just biding his time.
1: Right,
0: so, <laughs> only a matter of time. Oh uh, man! Um, Darby Allen defeated uh former rival Sean Spears with the Coffin Drop. Afterwards, FTR jump Darby and Sting. So then we get that match for I, I believe it's on Grand Slam Dynamite. Yes, uh, I believe so. FTR will be taking on Darby and Sting. So that's something to look forward to. Sting hasn't really been the type of old uh, part-time wrestler that's kind of outworn his welcome.
1: Yeah. I. It was actually very funny because I said kind of the same thing when they were doing that brawl after the match and uh, Tully blanchard swung at him with a chair Mm -hmm. and he almost fell over (laughs) i said there's your two differences of like old older wrestlers where he's still doing it and looking good doing it and Tully can barely stand on his two feet swinging a chair so
0: him and his old man sketchers
1: yeah so it's it's an interesting match i think because you don't really know what the end game is going to be with it Right, I'm not entirely sure what the point is, but obviously the crowd loves Darby and Stings, and FTR's capable of putting on good matches with everybody, so yeah. it'll make the crowd happy. Granted, it won't really make sense storyline-wise, but, you know, sometimes it you just is- have to have a fun match.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. It should be a fun match. I'm excited for it. Another match that I'm excited for... Kenny Omega accepts Brian Danielson's challenge, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be for the title. No. It's going to be more for bragging rights. But I am. Um, I believe this is also going to be on Dynamite next week, and not Rampage. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be. And my God, is it gonna, that probably is going to be the main event? I wouldn't be surprised.
0: That and then the thing is, it's it's not for the title. It's yeah. really just for bragging rights. Because you know,
1: I, they made it seem like it was going to be for the title, and then when they advertised it, it just said, "Okay, it's going to be Kenny versus Brian Danielson." Well, and, mm.
0: well, the thing is, when Danielson cut that promo, he said, uh, "He said one day this will be for the title." Yeah. But you know, yeah. he just wanted to show that Kenny is not on his level. It feels like Daniel Bryan uh Daniel Bryan, I was <laughs> Brian See, Daniel-
1: it's, it's gonna take a few a little bit to get used to that because I keep, yeah. I keep wanting to say Daniel Bryan too.
0: Do you? Okay, because yeah. I'm not alone. All right. So, but it feels like Brian Danielson has something in his back pocket we've never seen before. Yeah, maybe subtle wrestling maneuvers. It, it feels like When he doesn't have someone calling a wrestling match for him, he's going to pull something big. And Mm -hmm. these two haven't scrapped since their days in ROH, you know, which was years ago. So, you know, it's different now when they're veterans of the ring. You know, Kenny Omega's been through these battles. And I think this may be the one battle that'll bring Kenny Omega back from his days of fighting Okada in Japan, where he was mm-hmm. just pulling out these insane wrestling performances. I feel like this has the ability to be that. And I want yep. it to be that. Cause oh, I kind too. of, I want the cleaner Kenny Omega from Japan because this guy, mm-hmm was getting all the accolades but for right reasons he was just having these performances that nobody else was having so it kind of made him uh you know the number one guy in wrestling so i kind of want to see if that's going to happen when he takes on brian danielson
1: yeah i agree it's gonna be i mean we all know it's gonna be a great match both men are Mm -hmm. capable of putting on fantastic matches but yeah they need to the cleaner needs to come back because we've been wanting the cleaner to come back for quite a while and i i definitely agree that if anybody's gonna be the guy to bring it back it's gonna be brian danielson
0: that's that's an interesting storyline there could uh brian danielson bring back the cleaner kenny omega Mm -hmm. that that's that's an interesting little tidbit there that kind of adds to the allure of the match so Uh, I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it to happen. AEW is swinging on all fences. And speaking of swinging, we have Eddie Kingston and Jon Moxley taking on 2.0 in the main event. Obviously, they defeat 2.0 very easily. And the show ends with Moxley and Kingston brawling with Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. Uh (laughs) A lot, of so,
1: brawls. a lot of
0: brawls today. A lot of say. brawls. They're calling this the Suzuki incident because, as yeah. we as we talked about last week, yeah. uh, they cut off the Kaze Ninare. Yeah. And that's just something you don't Not do. Smart. Not smart. Not smart when you're going up against a man who many people think is some sort of weird sadist.
1: Could kill somebody.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so uh, he feels slighted, and he feels slighted by America. So yeah. what be- what better to do than take it out on Eddie Kingston and John Moxley? That match is happening next week. The show ends with those two brawling. So I can't wait for that match to happen either.
1: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be wild and it's going to be very interesting to see who wins that because mm. if Moxley and Kingston win, you know the feud's basically over. But if Archer and Suzuki win, then we might be seeing Suzuki more often, which I'm not going to complain about because I'd like to see him beat people up more. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Send in Hook. Send him the just, beat up Hook. Send Hook. Ma- send, send Hook. Oh, Everything God. is Send Hook now. Um, so let's just recap. The matches for AEW Dynamite Grand Slam next week. Brian Danielson will be taking on Kenny Omega. Ruby Soho will be taking on Britt Baker for the AEW Women's <sighs> Championship. MJF will be taking on Brian Pillman Jr. And Cody Rhodes will be taking on Malachi Black. Now, for Rampage, we have the Super Kick, the Super Click, the Young Bucks, and uh, Adam Cole taking on Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. CM Punk will be making his return to TV wrestling. First time in seven years, he'll be taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. And we also have the Men of the Year, uh, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, taking on Chris Jericho and Jake Hager from the Inner Circle. So. Like we said, they're adding an extra hour of Rampage, so we're going to get four hours of AEW TV product, and they stacked it to the gills.
1: And I cannot wait
0: for it. It's going to be fun stuff starting on Wednesday uh, with AEW Dynamite Grand Slam from New York City, of all places, which they sold out. So that crowd is going to be hot because I've been in non-WWE New York City wrestling crowds mm-hmm. and they are nuts i remember yeah. i went back in 2014 for an roh show, which had a lot of people from tna on it and tna got bashed the whole night it was Ooh. just relentless stuff But so i know this crowd is going to be really really into it
1: yeah it's going to be wild
0: i can't wait and that brings us to smackdown going back to over to wwe and They really uh, surprised us. I'm thinking Big E is going to be WWE champion, so he's going to be featured on Raw. Nope. But Big E makes his way to SmackDown, and he teams up with Finn Balor to defeat the Usos, the tag team champions of all people.
1: Yeah, I didn't think anybody was expecting that, were they?
0: I, I don't think so, but they even called this a championship contenders match, so... Does that mean that Big E and Finn Balor are a tag team? Oh,
1: let's not go there again. Oh, my goodness. I don't think we need that. We don't Um, need any more of
0: that. We don't need any more. But like I said earlier in the show, the crowd just loves Big E as champion. So that is uh, really good to see that they're really on board with Big E as world champion. And it's a guy that deserves it, as we said earlier. Um, Paul Heyman is still trying to save face by telling Mm. Roman Reigns that Lesnar is afraid of him. Now Roman questions is if Lesnar is actually going to be at extreme rules and whether or not Paul Heyman knows he'll be at extreme rules, but I'm not buying into the fact that Lesnar is afraid of Roman Reigns.
1: No, I don't, I don't think so either. And it's very interesting too, because you look at Heyman's Twitter and he's still kind of hyping up Lesnar a little bit. So you see both sides, you see him playing both sides. And I feel like it'll be one of those of whoever comes out on top, he'll go with, because he just wants to be with the, like the breadwinner, basically.
0: Yeah, that's a so. good way to put it. He's trying to he's trying to save face and trying yeah. to come out unscathed, mm-hmm. uh, no matter who comes out the winner. So that's interesting to see. Um, we also have a match, uh, Boogs. Yeah. Who's getting a lot of TV time? Defeated Robert Roode after the match. Nakamura and Boogs were attacked by Aziz and Apollo Cruz, which leads to a match being booked for next week. An intercontinental championship match. Nakamura will be defending the title against Apollo
1: Cruz. Which I find very odd because Cruz has been gone for weeks.
0: Yeah. And then he just shows up gets and he map. attacks and he attacks Nakamura and he gets a title match. Um <laughs> <laughs> So Happy Corbin jumped Kevin Owens before the bell, so their match never happened. I'm still not sold on this Happy Corbin thing. I don't get Mm -hmm. the idea of calling someone else happy whatever.
1: Yeah, it's it's dumb.
0: It's just a weird name. Uh, The Usos jumped Big E backstage, which was pretty interesting. And now Seth Rollins had a segment where he cut a very long promo, Mm -hmm. and he he answered for his actions sending Edge to the hospital. Now, Rollins doesn't seem to be apologetic. He blames the fans. Of
1: course.
0: And he he questions if Edge is capable of getting back in the ring. And he calls Edge out for one more match. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually, third, three-time rubber matches kind of not my thing. But these two have progressively, the matches have gotten better. Yeah. You know, the first match was good. The second match was great. So a third match, could they knock it out of the park and he'd be even better? Is something to to look forward to.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be really good to see that match too, because again, they've just they've never had bad matches. So they
0: don't. I mean, and and it's part of the reason why Edge is a Hall of Famer. He's always been solid in the ring. You yeah. know, and then you have another solid competitor Seth Rollins. They have really good chemistry with each other. Exactly uh lib morgan and tony storm teamed up to take on carmella and Zelina vega the match ended quickly when carmella got her team counted out because she was worried about her face
1: yeah that's uh, good
0: <laughs> uh, that uh, you can really
1: say there it's like you went how many weeks without having a women's match and that's what you come back
0: with i i don't know who's in charge of the women's division Ugh, but they're, whoever they're, it is
1: needs fired.
0: They're, they're making a lot of people unhappy. Yeah. With the I way. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I like Zelina Vega. I like Liv Morgan. I like Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Carmella, Carmella, for me, kind of regressed. Because there was yeah. a point where Carmella was actually getting it done in the ring. Mm-hmm. And then she came back and she's doing this most beautiful woman in WWE thing. And it's just not connecting like Carmella was before.
1: No, it's, again, it's that recycled pretty girl gimmick that it just runs old with fans because we've seen it 10 million times before. We don't want to see it again. Like, yeah. stop trying to throw it on somebody just for the sake of you need to have the pretty girl in on the roster. Like, we get it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, I thought this was interesting. They made a match for Raw, um, and they advertised it on Raw. The New Day as a whole will be getting back together with Big E.S. Champion, to take on the bloodline, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns and the Usos on Raw. Yeah, now this is going to be Roman Reigns' first appearance on Raw in over a year. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Another ratings ha- pop. Yeah, there has to be another ratings thing. Yeah, um, because I know we're we're we have Survivor Series and they kind of alluded to Survivor Series where Big Eats said to Paul Heyman that he's looking forward to taking on Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, but we're still ways away yeah. from that. So to see them kind of flip flopping, we also have the draft coming up soon. So that can kind of throw things in disarray. Um, It's just interesting to see the bloodline and the new day. They're going to be facing each other on Raw. So, I mean, for me, that's kind of mussy. Like I feel like WWE is kind of taking a page out of AEW book, where they're making up these big matches and kind of uh, advertising them to get the people, you know, on board with them.
1: Yeah, I agree. It it's funny because I kind of thought the same thing with like Survivor Series. Of okay, you're kind of teasing Biggie and Roman Reigns, and honestly, that would be a really good match because. Everyone, like you said, everyone loves Biggie. Roman's easily the best thing going for WWE now, so throw him in there. So, yeah, it'll be really cool to see that. But it's it's interesting that they're doing this far out. But hopefully, it won't be a. Hopefully, they don't run it into the ground before then. But because we know WWE is capable of doing that sometimes. But yeah.
0: Yeah, they they, they kind of do run themselves into the ground, but hopefully they kind of figure it out with this, because you definitely don't want to screw this up.
1: No, you don't want to, and we've seen WWE do it before, so hopefully this is one of those where we do- it doesn't. Definitely. But we'll see.
0: No, now we are okay. So next up on the card, we had Dominic take on Sami Zayn. I thought the match was pretty good. Uh, for me, it's because I I like to see the progression of Dominic Mysterio. I think he's really becoming uh someone to take a look at, and he yeah. seems like such a natural in the ring. I mean, obviously, when you are a Mysterio, you are kind of born on the ropes already. So it's kind of interesting to see where he goes now. Are they, I don't know if they're trying to cause a rift between father and son. It, um,
1: it seems like they are, though, but they're going to need to find a new way to do this because I think people are going to get really tired of seeing Sami Zayn and Dominic Mysterio.
0: Yeah. And yeah. They, they're running the risk of uh, beating that into the ground. Yes. And then to close out SmackDown, since SmackDown is in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, this week, it is the hometown homecoming of Bianca Belair, uh, who gets a whole big introduction and a key to the county from Mayor Kane. Oh, who's yes. also back. Uh, the party is crashed by Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. who says she's never been to a homecoming before, just kind of wanted to see what it was all about. <laughs> right. And she almost gets booed out of the building with the chant of, you don't go here by mm-hmm. the crowd. So she's kind of flustered and she she's kind of doing that thing again, where she's being oblivious to her own actions and kind of blaming the fans for her being the way she is now as champion.
1: Yeah, like, I didn't, I wasn't going to crash this. I just wanted to know what a homecoming was like. (laughs) Like, Yeah, that like oblivious, obnoxious heel. And I like how they did this. They did it really well because everyone knew it was like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh last month. Mm -hmm. You knew Becky was not going to get a single cheer in Knoxville, of all places. You knew that was going to, that place was going to be a thousand percent behind Bianca. And they both worked it to perfection. Yeah. It was just, it was that good. They just, you want more from these two now. You've definitely established Becky as the heel on the women's division, and you've clearly established Bianca as the face. So it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, collide at Extreme Rules. But speaking of Extreme Rules, I noticed this today. How come it's named Extreme Rules and there's not a single stipulation match on the card?
0: I thought the same thing yesterday. (laughs) i I literally thought the same thing yesterday i was like wait what the heck it's called extreme rules where are the extreme matches with the extreme stipulations
1: apparently they forgot about that so it's just regular (laughs) rules it's
0: regular rules on extreme on extreme rules um the one thing i didn't like i didn't like uh bianca taking the fall in this segment in her hometown i hate that whole uh, you know, you you get clowned in your hometown if you're in wrestling, mm-hmm. because it just it's so old, yeah, and kind of outdated. That I felt like SmackDown would have been a lot better if we would have seen Bianca get the upper hand in her hometown. And yeah, that, because that,
1: you like we said, we already established Becky as the clear heel. Mm-hmm. You could have her embarrass Bianca, but then have Bianca rise above it, and then everybody goes home happy. But they can't do that. Yeah,
0: clearly. I, I don't know. I don't know. But that again, um, Becky gets the upper hand on Bianca, hits her with the manhandle slam, and that's how we end SmackDown. Yeah. Manhandle sm- slam, also known as the rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's how we end SmackDown with Becky Lynch on top as the champion uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, of all places, where Bianca is from, with her family there watching. Uh just a weird way to end smackdown but that brings us back to aew for rampage and rampage again i say this every week but it's slowly becoming one of my favorite wrestling shows it's Mm -hmm. an hour of good matches they're hyping up other stuff but it's only an hour it's easily digestible and i thought it was another good episode this one started off with the AEW tag team championships on the line, the Lucha Brothers defending the titles against the Butcher and the Blade. It was such uh, a good match. I thought it was great. Um, the Lucha Brothers get their usual fast-paced offense in. The Butcher tied the mask of Penta to the rope, forcing yep. him to remove the mask to save Phoenix, who gets the win with a roll-up. Now that's ra- a
1: nice little piece of storytelling, I admit.
0: Yeah, that was because I'm watching the I'm watching uh the blade tied them the mask to the rope and i'm thinking wow he's really tying that really good like there's no way that penta is going to be able to get out of this and then when he had to remove the mask from his face to save his brother i was like oh man they really could like creative way to come up with a finish for the match
1: yeah i agree and i did notice too the butcher looks a lot better than he did last year Or even since he left, it looks like he's in a lot better shape. He seemed a lot faster.
0: Yeah, more into it. It was yeah, more energized. You know, yeah, like you said, he was more into it. So it's good to see him too getting, uh, getting back in the fold. Um, And I was thinking about this earlier. There are so many tag teams in AEW. It's crazy. God, too many. Too many.
1: It's almost too. It's getting to the point of too many. Basically,
0: almost like what they were doing with their factions. Yeah. Yeah. But well, again, you got
1: well you got the factions and then you got the sub teams from the factions, so <laughs> it's just a whole mess.
0: Yeah, well, after the match, um the HFO go in there and they jump the Lucha Brothers and uh uh Santana and Ortiz from the Inner Circle come in and make the save uh for longtime rivals because these guys have had some really really uh classic matches on the independent scene. Mm -hmm. So to see them come out and make the save was pretty cool. I wonder if we're going to get like an eight man tag match with uh, Santana and Ortiz teaming with the Lucha Brothers.
1: I wouldn't complain about it, but I just cannot wait to see Santana and Ortiz go against the Lucha Brothers at some point because, oh my goodness.
0: For sure. That would be a a great match. Hopefully they can get to that in the next pay-per-view or so because I feel like the time to do that would be great to do it now. Kind of get the young bucks out of the main event picture
1: yeah exactly and give some give some time for the new teams
0: we have a match uh anna j taking on the bunny i actually enjoyed this match i thought they were throwing in some heavy shots it was a little clunky a little sloppy wasn't perfect um but again i felt like these women were out there throwing shots in there which is something that i'm a big advocate for in women's wrestling I, i like to see women go out there and scrap it out so i thought they were really scrappy
1: yeah, it was, it was pretty decent. It Like you said, a little clunky, a little sloppy at times, but they were definitely laying those shots in there. And Anna J is just, she's really good.
0: Yeah, she is really good. Sort of like someone that came out of nowhere because I really don't yeah. know much about Anna J before AEW. Yeah, no, just um, showed I, up. Yeah, she just kind of showed up. So for her to show up and kind of get that little bit of seasoning in her and have good matches, good for her. And I think uh, what they're doing with the Dark Order, although sometimes it can be confusing, having her yeah. and taikanti in the forefront kind of trying to navigate it uh, makes her seem way more important.
1: Yeah, it, now, it'll be interesting, but I must say, though, I, I definitely always get impressed with the bunny and her facial expressions because you there is no mistake as to how she's feeling at any given time.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to put it.
1: And not many people... Pay attention to that, I think, when it comes to even just wrestlers, too. People mm-hmm. pay attention to what you do from the neck up. Like, if they, your eyes can tell a story without even putting a word into a microphone. So, props to Bunny for giving good facial expressions. And it's just, it's a, it's like a lost art form in wrestling because, I don't know, it just adds a little bit to it for because then sure. you know how they're feeling.
0: For sure. That's a, it, it is kind of a lost art when you look at it. Um, after the match, Anna Jay and Ty Conti got laid out thanks to Penelope Ford and a pair of brass knuckles. Mm. Um, they She lays them both out. And now, Matt Hardy is pissed at Orange Cassidy, and he's pissed at an Orange Cassidy fan, yeah. so much so that he goes to the fan, drags him into the ring, cuts the fan's ponytail off, and shaves his head.
1: Yeah, that's it's, I find that very weird, the whole they want to cut Orange Cassidy's hair, because it's not like Orange has, like, Long flowing jungle boy-esque hair. It's just hair.
0: And then Orange Cassidy kind of, he makes the save kind of when it's already too late.
1: Yeah. (laughs) In in typical Orange fashion.
0: Yeah. basically comes down when it's a little too late. The fan, whoever they were, got their head shaved already. Uh Um, But that's going to be leading into a match. And then that takes us to a wild, wild face-off between Britt Baker, the AEW Women's Champion, and Ruby Soho. These two threw shots with words like they would in the ring with their hands.
1: Yeah, so I I was given permission to take over this section, so I will. So Britt, Britt obviously came in first, then came Ruby. Brit starts things off basically by saying Ruby's not there for her, the title, or even the fans. But she's there because she's still trying to figure out who she is. She's desperate to fit in somewhere. You, how many times have you changed your name since you left? Do you keep dyeing your hair every color of the rainbow? And unlike you, everybody knows who I am, and of course does the DMD as Brit does gets a big reaction from the crowd. Ruby comes back with, of course. Everybody knows who you are because you feel the need to remind everybody every single week. Shove it down their throats. Ruby says she knows exactly who she is. Up until now, she never had the freedom to prove it. So that was a little bit of a shot at WWE, Ooh. which I, I think we both said the same thing. We're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, Ruby went there. Yeah. But um, as if that wasn't bad enough. We take it even further. She says, Brit, you basically are just every other broad that I've stepped across the ring with. You're entitled, you're self-centered, and you're banging some dude in the back. Oh my god, yeah, like, poor Adam. (laughs) And um, Ruby's trying to figure out if there's anything more to Brit than what she sees on the surface. And uh, Brit fires back by saying... I'm still trying to figure out why you're lying to everyone by calling yourself the runaway because you didn't run away. You got fired. Bam. Shot return. (laughs) And honestly, through this, that promo, I'm like, okay, that's where we're going to start the fighting because that's usually like, that's pretty, that's almost like the catering comment she had a few weeks ago. Yeah. But surprisingly Ruby, instead of just dropping the mic and laying her out, she said, you know what? You're not wrong. I was fired. But you know, it's the best thing to ever happen to me because now I'm here in AEW. And then forces Britt to look at her in the eyes, like actually snaps her fingers in her face, and they're deadlocked, like nose to nose, basically. And she wants Brit to look at the woman she's messing with, but she's surprised that Britt can even see because her head is so far off Tony Khan's ass. Bam. Shot <laughs> fired again. She says, you know, Britt, you can keep calling yourself whatever you want because after Dynamite Grand Slam in New York next week, you're not going to be able to call yourself AEW Women's World Champion anymore. Obviously everybody likes that. Uh Britt tries to cheap shot Ruby with the title, but Ruby gets out of the way. Uh beats her up a little bit, chases Britt from the ring and Ruby holds up the championship as Britt is uh backing up from the ring. I think we can both say that was absolutely the best part of Do- of Rampage. Yeah, Bar it was
0: It was a money segment.
1: Oh, I love that. If anybody is not excited for that title match now after watching that, I don't know what it's going to take for you because, oh my God, it was, they did not hold anything back. They Mm -hmm. went there. They saw the line and stepped 10 miles over it.
0: Yeah. Um, Sometimes you got to do that, you know? Yeah.
1: And they didn't look uncomfortable at all.
0: No line flubbing, nothing like that. No,
1: like it would have been very easy for anybody to be flustered hearing Mm -hmm. any of that stuff in general but they just without missing a beat just shot fired shot returned shot fired shot returned it was just so good and oh i can't wait for this match i was already excited for this match to begin with but after that it's like can they just have fight right now like,
0: not only please. that with with ruby holding up the title Ugh. end in the segment man she looked like a champion
1: it looks so good she looked like a
0: champion like she looked like someone who could honestly be a threat to to yes. britt baker and we haven't seen anyone really be a threat to Britt baker as the champion so far but ruby definitely looks like um you know, a threat, and she has the crowd behind her. Yeah. It it's, it's it's how we describe Ruby Soho. It's sort of the counterculture to wrestling. She's yep. different in in size and stature and look. Um, she's everything that is different about pro wrestling, and everything that is different about women's pro wrestling. Yeah, so. For her to be able to take the mantle, I'd, I'd be excited. I'm not going to be upset if Britt wins, No, but I'm not going to be upset if Ruby wins either. So it's like a win-win yeah. situation as a fan.
1: Either one of them losing not going to hurt them, really. I just, would, I just think they're going to hold the title on Britt for a while still. Mm-hmm. I still think they will, but I like that they have finally found somebody in ruby that the fans actually cheer for mm-hmm. when brits in the ring because we've seen for a year and a half now, basically it doesn't matter who she's in the ring with. It could be a fan favorite. Everybody's cheering for Brit. She's supposed to be the bad guy. Right. You heard those chants last night. They tried some dueling like Ruby Soho DMD chants, but the Ruby Soho chants drowned out the DMD chance. They sure did. So you finally found the ultimate good guy to put against Brit, and oh I cannot wait for this match I'm just so excited it is gonna be so good
0: yeah I'm excited for the match too I think they're really gonna have a barn burner they're really gonna steal the show yes. um and then that leads us to the main event of the evening Fuego Del Sol got beat by Miro again and this time yeah. subsequently lost the keys to his car <laughs> um after the bell Miro put Fuego in the game over submission until Sammy Guevara makes the save but poor Fuego del Sol doesn't have a car anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm not entirely I, sure what the point of that was. Honestly, it felt like a
0: it felt like a Jim Cornette sort of stipulation where you put your car up. Yeah, but, you
1: It was know, just it was
0: odd. And and again, it was one of those matches where you kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah, you knew, you knew Miro, you knew Fuego. Uh, bless his heart, wasn't going to be able to get <laughs> no, the job done.
1: No, poor guy. Um, yeah.
0: But I am excited for a potential Sammy Guevara Miro uh, feud for the TNT title. I think Sammy Guevara, for like, he's like untapped, you know, like people are really behind him and Mm -hmm. he could be a big star in within a couple months to a year for AEW. So, um, this match potentially, if it does happen, can be pretty big and I'm excited to see it.
1: I am too. I just wish Eddie would have ended up winning the title mostly Mm because i just think he'd be a really good tnt champion he'll be a champion at some point but yeah sammy guevara and miro is going to be a really really good match
0: excited to see it and that's how we end aew rampage now again they got a big week coming up big matches cm punk's going to be on the show um making his return to the ring in 7 years on TV. So yes. again, Rampage is not to be missed and they're adding an extra hour. So that's 4 hours worth of AEW programming. Can't so wait. should be good stuff. And that finishes up our recaps for this episode. We went through everything. We went through Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Rampage, Dynamite. But now it brings us to the favorite segment of mine of the show where we get to answer your questions. Yes, we
1: got we got a couple this time, and they're they're all over the place with topics, which is
0: good, but which is what we want.
1: Yes, and I was debating what when to ask this question because it's a little bit of a you should say dark and controversial kind of question. So I figured let's just get it out of the way because we don't want to end like the show on a like sad note or whatever. Mm-hmm. This uh, one question comes from my mom. She asked uh, a few, so mom, thank you for this question because. This is going to be a rather interesting topic, I'm sure. Uh, what were our thoughts on the Dark Side of the Ring playing Ride from Hell episode? She was speechless and not in a good way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that's the best way to put it. Speechless and not in a good way. I felt um, like
1: I needed a shower after watching it.
0: It was yeah, not good. It was it's not a good look for professional wrestling. It's just No. It's just one of those things that makes me glad that we're in an era where. Wrestling is not all about the the women, the drugs, and the booze. Yeah. It's more so about video games and working out. Yeah. Um. But that doesn't excuse what happened. No. At all. It no. was a disgusting display of non professionalism.
1: Yeah.
0: People could have gotten hurt. Could have. Mm-hmm. Could have gotten killed. Yeah. Um. And just not good. Not no. good
1: it wasn't good and it made a lot of people look really really bad
0: really really bad uh people you know are losing money because mm-hmm. of this and yep. losing their jobs which rightfully so you yeah. engage in this sort of behavior you got to pay the consequences and yeah. sometimes the consequences they take uh they take close to 10 years but they do come
1: yeah. yeah and honestly i the stuff with Ric flair and tommy dreamer was the worst of it believe me and we'll mm-hmm. touch on that in a minute but i was also kind of um I kind of felt bad for Terry Reynolds, too, because when she was talking about the stuff with Lesnar and Mm -hmm. the stuff with uh, Dustin on the plane, Mm -hmm. I thought it was very sad how both times she was basically told, oh, don't sell it, which, yeah, don't sell it means don't give it a reaction because then it'll just give him incentive to do it again. But I think it also kind of meant, yeah, don't say anything about it because it's just gonna be harder for you at the workplace which is sad.
0: Yeah, um the and what's interesting about it is that Terry Runnels story mm-hmm. has been told a bunch of times. Yeah. You know, so like for people to still be shocked by it, mm-hmm. it is very telling it just uh, man, it's not a good look for wrestling. That's that's no. basically the gist of it. Not a good look for wrestling, but hopefully we've gone past that hopefully you know people who did wrong can realize the their actions i mean what tommy dreamer did Mm. it didn't do him any favors
1: that was not smart that was really not smart i'm just sitting there watching it thinking what the hell are you doing i'm like dude
0: shut up let's
1: be honest here and let's be completely honest here when he basically said oh rick's not the kind of guy that would ever like force himself upon somebody really do you think people are actually gonna believe that yeah come i on. didn't
0: believe that one bit
1: like come on that was a load of crap and he knows it but yeah not a very good look for him and reportedly he got suspended from impact for it
0: yeah he's suspended from impact uh rick flair had his campaign commercial for a car shield put on hold Yeah. so you know the chickens are coming home to roost
1: yeah and honestly, I, rightfully so, because it shouldn't matter if Ric Flair is considered one of the greatest of all time. Because basically, in the episode, it was implied he never got in trouble and got a pass no, because no, they, he was they, Ric Flair.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. They they asked Jr. like, "Okay, you know, Dustin got in trouble, Kurt Hanning got fired, Scott Hall got fired. How come Ric Flair didn't get fired?" And Jr. just said it. You know, he he's a made man, Which is and bad. yeah, and. <sighs> I'm kind of struggling with it. it the, does JR take any blame?
1: Um, well, for, yeah. it's tough because then if I remember correctly, Vince and Linda McMahon were on the flight too. And yeah. it seemed like they had no idea what's going on. Which, no, and how did you not know what was going on?
0: And the only time they did what they d- did was send JR out there to, yeah. to fix things. The, and JR. Yeah. JR said, you know, i'm I'm only one person yeah I can't be the person that makes sure everybody else is being an adult yeah you know which which i i understand what he is saying
1: can't be a babysitter
0: he's not a baby that's not what he's paid to do
1: he's no, not paid
0: to make sure that the adults act like adults
1: no and you shouldn't have to worry about grown men acting like five year olds yeah it, but... it
0: was just like I said, I'm glad wrestling is in a place now where it's not about women or booze or drugs or steroids. It's more so about just playing video games <laughs> yeah, and honestly. wrestling and, and working out.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely there's still improvements for things. But oh, for sure, for sure. It's definitely not what it used to be. Yeah. Thank
0: God. Yeah, thank God for that.
1: God. Um. <laughs> so from a very depressing kind of question to my mom's other question, which is more happy. Um, has there ever been a better wrestling wedding than Index, hatchet and all?
0: No. Nah, I, no, I can't. I can't think of them more entertaining. I mean, that was entertaining. From the people that were involved in the wedding, we got yeah. some surprises. We got Dexter uh, making the the officiant pass out from uh, getting choked out. Had everything. You know, it was, it was everything in one of the weirdest weddings I've ever seen <laughs> right. in my life. Uh, I mean, it was
1: just, it was fun. Sometimes was you fun. just have to have fun with wrestling. It doesn't have to be super serious and in the ring all the time. I mean, you can have fun with stuff like that. And I'm glad that they didn't do the typical, oh, well, it's a WWE wrestling wedding. So something bad's going to happen. And yeah. Gonna...
0: Somebody's going to come up from the ring.
1: Yeah. No, it was actually, they. someone actually got married in the ring. <laughs>
0: Oh, and, man. Was, and they lived
1: happily ever after so i'm interested to see what they're gonna do with that moving <laughs> forward but i'm just glad that it went the way it did because it couldn't have went any better
0: i love the instagram pictures of after the wedding where like yes. they're doing the way thing and then like dexter's just right in the middle and
1: it, yeah it's just like read yeah it was it i was would perfect. love to
0: see him be like a part of the way i would love to see yeah. that be a thing
1: he's an he i mean he's part of the family now he's so part of the family technically um all right so mom thank you for those questions thanks mom we have, we'll just do the other NXT question, and this is from Jade from TWM, so thank you, Jade. What is our opinion on the new NXT?
0: Um, we kind of I, touched on it a little bit. Yeah, I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, I don't mind I, it. I like that it's way more open. It seems like there's more, it might be the same crowd, the same in terms of size. Yeah, the crowd looks,
1: it makes the crowd look a lot better too. It looks a whole
0: Yeah, it almost makes it look like they're wrestling in like an amphitheater.
1: Yeah, like you can actually see them because I get that, yeah, NXT of all was very dark, so you barely saw anybody in the background, but this Mm -hmm. one you can definitely see people.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that kind of gives it the old like studio wrestling vibe, which I think is pretty cool. Um it's just it, We're gonna need a couple more episodes To get on board with people like Braun Breaker oh, And and, and Von oh. Wagner <laughs> and, and what
1: was that one The like Italian mob boss kind of one Yeah
0: Tony D'Angelo <laughs> Which like, I thought was hey. interesting Cause I'm in the middle of my Sopranos rewatch mm. So I'm like oh great This That's is really like wonderful. Yeah it's like I can't escape it now no. Um but you know It's It's interesting because in the back of my mind, I know NXT is not going to be what it was before because they like they said, they wanted to do away with like going after indie talent and they wanted more homegrown stuff, which Mm -hmm. is understandable. But it just takes a lot more to get invested in because, you know, nothing about these people.
1: Yeah. And if you make a very bad first impression, Mm
0: -hmm. good luck
1: trying to get people to care about them.
0: Right, right. Um, I think I think braun breaker which is <laughs> the worst name you can't uh,
1: like say it without laughing you it's can't just not you, bad.
0: you really can't it's just so bad but <sighs> i feel like he has a lot of potential um because yeah. he has the pedigree behind him it's just a matter of uh are we gonna see more wwe seasoning than we used to see because it felt like nxt was completely different from wwe
1: yeah but yeah, it now definitely it had its own, it was the alternative, basically Right,
0: and now we might see that it's just an extension mm-hmm. of WWE programming Which So it still is. can take a little bit to get used to I like the changes that they made aesthetically
1: Yeah
0: um, I think it, you know, it's a little bit brighter And again, like you said, it brings the audience in a little bit more Kind of give it like an open show vibe So, um, again, it's just going to take a little bit more to get used to
1: yeah, well, ask us that in a few weeks, and we'll see yeah. if, he, if what happens. But Jade, thank you for that question. And our final two questions come from Mike, who we obviously like and interact with all the time on Twitter. So we appreciate Mike with the questions. Thanks, so his, Mike. His first one is: How great was it seeing Biggie win? Also, how frightened for Biggie were you when he slapped Lashley, and Lashley had that look on his face, that face that looked like a legit pissed off expression.
0: I mean, when you, whenever you get slapped like that, yeah. how could you not be pissed off? No, because, and someone
1: like him, ugh. Yeah,
0: because the thing is, I always think about that. Mm-hmm. And I know in wrestling, they say, you know, just throw the punch now and apologize for it later. Yeah. So you got to make the punch, you got to make the slap look real. Mm-hmm. So you really have to smack the hell out of somebody. Yeah. And a person the size of Lashley. Ah, oh, man, that was scary. That could have been the moment where things could have changed in the match and, and things wouldn't have gone in Big E's favor. But, you know, yeah. it's it's great to see Big E as champion. I feel like he's a champion for everybody. He's a champion for the hardcore wrestling fan. He's a champion for the casual wrestling fan. You know, he's well-loved by his peers. And that, for me, goes a long way. You know, you're well-loved by your peers on both sides of the aisle, yeah. whether it's WWE or AEW um that goes a long way to say a, something about your character yeah you know and i feel like that's really important especially when you're trying to go away from things like dark side of the ring plane ride mm-hmm. from hell mm-hmm. wrestling days you know why not have a champion like A e? champion he dare i say he's a people's champion
1: yeah i mean it's, it, it's obviously a little cliche but it's the truth it really is and i just hope He has a really long, legitimate reign, Mm -hmm. and whenever he does lose, it's not how Kofi Kingston lost because a lot of people are still upset over that and the fact Mm -hmm. that he never got a rematch, so hopefully they learn from their mistakes and actually take this seriously because, like you said, people love him. People from Mm -hmm. other promotions love him. The fans obviously love him, so give him the good title run that he's earned.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: Please and now oh boy and now the final question which i'm very excited about this one for mike again so thank you mike book a fantasy card between AEW and WWE so Yay. we'll start from the beginning so a tag match between AEW and WWE
0: i would go the lucha brothers versus the usos
1: i would have said the same thing but then i thought you know santana and ortiz versus the usos would be really good too oh that
0: would be really really good either one of those two
1: oh the possibilities for that kind of match that would be one of those where it doesn't even need a stipulation or anything just throw them together in a regular wrestling match ring the bell and watch the magic happen because any of those three the usos lucha brothers and santana ortiz are capable of putting on fantastic matches
0: yeah especially santana and ortiz
1: so putting them all together, I mean, heck, we get what about a triple threat tag match? Ooh, Usos, Lucha Brothers, and Santana and Ortiz—that would, they would destroy that building.
0: That'd be pretty cool.
1: They would bring the house down with that one for sure. For sure. Um, a heavyweight match. So normal card, really.
0: Uh, I'm going top of the card. Mm-hmm. Gonna go Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins.
1: Oh that's a really good one
0: i feel like that would be a solid match
1: yeah that'd be really a solid match i'm trying to think trying to think if there's another one because obviously we don't want to have the same ones all the time um so that's that's the problem that's probably like the best one there (laughs) well that would be a really good one You know what? I'll just go with that one as well. Because that one, one, I don't think you could top that, honestly. I
0: I think those two would definitely show out and have a five-star classic for sure.
1: Ooh, cruiserweight. This one, I kind of had an idea when I heard it. I would say Ricochet and Dante Martin.
0: Ooh, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Imagine the flips and the tricks that they would pull out for that match.
0: For sure. Um Damn, I already I already picked the Lucha Brothers, so I can't use Ray Phoenix.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, it's our show. We can kind of do whatever we want. Well,
0: Ray, Ray Phoenix pulling double duty.
1: Well, clearly, if LA Knight can do it, Ray Phoenix can do it. Right.
0: Um, Ray Phoenix. I don't want to go Ricochet. Um, Ray Phoenix. Who would be a good crew? Ray Phoenix versus Swerve.
1: Oh, I was thinking Swerve too. That would be such a good match.
0: I think Swerve, hmm. I think honestly Swerve for some reason, he seems like a guy that they could move up to the main roster and he'd made the hit row would make a big big splash.
1: Oh, I'd hope so because So that'd be... be
0: interesting taking someone from NXT and putting him on this fantasy card.
1: Yeah, I mean we can I mean I kind of have the same idea for the women's match because we have a women's okay, singles match, women's one-on-one. Okay. I have Obviously, DMD, Uh Robert Baker, and I would put her against Dakota Kai. Those two would have a fantastic match from start to finish because we've seen what Dakota can do. Dakota, again, can't have a bad match to save her Mm -hmm. life. And DMD does good, too, on the promo, in the ring. Dakota's good on the mic, too. So a feud between those two, I would pay money to see that on TV.
0: For sure, for sure. So good. I feel like I'm going all top stars here, but I'd love to see, especially promo wise, DMD against Charlotte Flair. I I feel like both see her
1: and Becky Lynch too.
0: Her and Becky Lynch, but I feel like when you have two alpha females, Mm -hmm. and and Britt Baker definitely is super comfortable in her own role. Yeah, you know that would be. That would be uh, something, and they're both solid in the ring. Yeah, you know they're both oh, yeah. solid in the ring, and I I keep saying this about Charlotte. The reason she's having a lot of clunkiness with a lot of people is because she's moving at a pace that they can't keep up with her.
1: Yeah, you yeah. know
0: this is why she's having a lot of clunkiness. Oh yeah, because they just can't keep up with her. But I feel like Britt Baker. Uh, I feel like a lot of people in AEW. Uh, could keep up with charlotte and give it a go with charlotte i think um, so too you know Oof. but I mean, dmd charlotte whew.
1: oh god it's like why can't we have these like just thinking about them just talking about them it's like come on like give they're it try- to
0: us they're trying to make it i mean kenny omega oh. said it before he said before he dies he wants to hold the show a super show with all the promotions <laughs> you yes. know i don't know how that would happen but I'd love to see it for sure.
1: It would be so good. I would think. Um, For wrestling. Okay. This one I find rather interesting because I'm kind of going to kind of break my rule on this one. A women's tag team match. Okay. So I kind of am going to break the rule of just throwing people together for the sake of throwing them together. But I I put these four women together for a reason. I would want to see in a tag match, Shayna Baszler and Sonya Deville against Layla Hirsch and Thunder Rosa. Ooh. The four of them would absolutely bring it. They all have MMA backgrounds, so they all know how to strike. They all know how to, like, submission holds. They all know how to lay the shots in. So Mm -hmm. that would be a very wild, very hard-hitting, very intense match. And it would just be insane to watch. That would be, like, kind of like a sleeper hit, I would think.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, For me... I'm probably gonna do what I did and take uh, some people from NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I would like to see Io Shirai and Zoe Stark versus Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho. Oh yeah,
1: that would be a good one too.
0: I like that. I like. Yeah. I think Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa would be a great <sighs> tag team.
1: God, yeah, they would. That would be real. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a really good one too. <laughs> damn! All right, and then we have to do two other matches of whomever.
0: Two other matches of whomever. Oh
1: boy! Um, damn. Hmm.
0: This is <sighs> tough. Yeah, this is tough. Um, we gotta. Th- I, I gotta throw the tribal chief in there, of course. But I don't want to do him against Moxley. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that Hmm Tribal Chief versus CM Punk would be good Especially oh, yeah. now Like now that they're seven years apart From when they first like, kind of locked up
1: Yeah
0: Roman versus CM Punk would be good Roman versus Darby Allin
1: my god That's so good
0: Roman versus Darby Allin would be great Because Darby mm-hmm. Allin's a great underdog Right So, And he's really not perfect. the type to quit so, if Roman puts him in that guillotine, the only way he's going to win is putting Darby to sleep because Darby's not going to give up.
1: Yeah, no. He would He would literally run through a wall just to win a match.
0: Yeah, so... And he's I, come
1: pretty close to doing
0: so. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, yeah.
0: Roman Darby Allen probably be the only one I can come up with that um, I really like.
1: I'm trying to think of another women's match because there's so many other women on the rosters. Um, So, yeah, you mentioned Ruby. So, I'm like, yeah, I got to throw Ruby in there. Let me think. Um... I love when we have questions like this because, yeah, it sounds very stupid when... Like, it might sound really dumb, but we just say them because we think it would be a good match. I would put... Whew. I already said Dakota, so she's out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dakota could pull double duty in a card, though. Just saying. But <laughs> we'll, for the sake of this, we'll leave her out. Um, I would like to see, personally... Ruby Soho and Rhea Ripley. Ooh. That would hurt both of us because we love them both, but that's like the counterculture of wrestling. That's going a great each
0: other. match.
1: That would be so good. And then. <sighs> I'd love to put Malachi for someone, but I really don't think. I'm trying to think of somebody that, like, could even come close to Malachi. Um did we ever i mean did we ever see malachi and swerve ever wrestle i don't think they did no
0: they never did that'd be good to see
1: i think that'd be a good one just with the striking abilities alone
0: or malachi and damian priest
1: oh yeah that would be a really good one my mom would have an aneurysm <laughs> if those two actually wrestled she wouldn't know who to root for
0: that'd be great
1: oh that'd be good too you know let's just keep going just for the sake of it let's see. <laughs> um adam who would be another good one with adam
0: Adam Cole and.
1: Oh. Hmm.
0: Adam Cole and. I want to say Shinsuke.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be really good.
0: Adam Cole and Shinsuke would Uh, be really good. I will Um, also say
1: Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs.
0: Oh, that'd be a lot of fun.
1: That would be. That'd be a car crash in a good way. Um, That'd be a lot
0: of fun. I feel uh, like we need
1: Hangman, too. We haven't mentioned Hangman. That's a problem. We, Mike, you could have literally just told us pick 12 matches, and we probably <laughs> could done it. Um, Hangman. Another a good one with Hangman could be...
0: Hangman and AJ Styles.
1: Ooh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Actually, I just realized, too, Malachi and Karrion Cross. Ooh. That's another good one.
0: That's, yeah.
1: NXT carrying cross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's make that distinction there. NXT carrying cross against Malachi Black.
0: That'd um, be great. What's Scarlet? Um,
1: you have to say what's Garland. Um. Hmm.
0: trying to think of any more.
1: Trying to think is, I'm, I'm sure Io's probably wrestled like Riho and them on the in japan I, they I
0: would assume so
1: she probably has that would be a good match though too um oh why do i how did i forget no i i also another one we're just gonna go for we're just gonna spout off matches because i know we're repeating but i just realized and i don't know why i didn't think of this sooner chris statlander and rhea ripley
0: Ooh, both similar size and stature
1: oh, that would be great
0: that would be really good that would be really good
1: and if we're going just singles one on one, I still I think Layla Hirsch and Shayna would have a really good match.
0: Oh, that would be a crazy ground game match.
1: Shayna and Thunder Rosa would be another one.
0: That'd be good. Thunder- Literally
1: anybody against Thunder Rosa would be a good Yeah.
0: One. Thunder Rosa is kind of like Seth Rollins. You pair anybody up with Seth Rollins, um, it's going to be a good match. Because, I mean, yeah. Adam Cole, Seth Rollins. You know, Brian Danielson, Seth Rollins. uh, You know. Um, um hangman hangman versus seth rollins would be great yeah um, um H- hangman aj styles would be awesome
1: yeah um i mean punk and damian priest would be pretty good too yeah
0: like,
1: that would actually
0: be interesting
1: oh that would be damn this is, see, this, is and, why, uh, this is why we shouldn't be left to our own devices because i think mike asked for how many? He
0: asked a for couple like six.
1: and we just were like, nope, we're just going to do like 24.
0: We booked a whole like uh, two night <laughs> G- G1 <laughs> Climax tournament. <Yeah>. Really <laughs> did
1: though, but I think it's totally worth it. Um, uh,
0: Love to see it though.
1: thinking if there's anybody else we're missing. I mean, I feel like we probably are. I just feel bad, but um,
0: Sammy yeah. Guevara versus Swerve would be good.
1: Oh yeah, that would be a really good one. Oh um. Hmm. I mean, we've. I think we. I mean, we've seen it before. About do it again, Gargano and Adam Cole. Oh yeah. I mean, that's always good. Adam versus Swerve would be good too.
0: For sure. Um. Finn. Ba- Finn Balor. You got to get Finn Balor in yeah, there. Yeah, we
1: got to get Finn. Um. Finn and Malachi.
0: Finn and Malachi would be good. I'd uh. like to see that. Either either, either either, adoration of Finn would be great in that match. Mm.
1: Oh, God. These are... <laughs> That's what happens when we get the creative juices flowing.
0: You could throw out a whole 20-match card and, you know... Got it. Yeah, right?
1: We'll do it. <laughs> Why not? Um, just making sure I'm not forgetting anybody. Um... Oh Eddie Kingston and Damian Priest,
0: that'd be good. That'd be Smash Mouth. Sheamus versus Eddie Kingston.
1: Yes, I was just about to say that. Sheamus would be... versus
0: Eddie <sighs> Kingston would be yeah. great.
1: Um.
0: Uh. Try and think of other. Who we
1: put with Drew McIntyre.
0: Hmm. hmm. Brian Cage.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Brian yeah, Cage. I, uh, oh. No, Brian water. Cage and Cesaro.
1: Yes. Oh, Cesaro. Oh, yeah. That would. Could you imagine?
0: Brian Cage and Cesaro. The
1: one. Could you imagine Cesaro swinging Brian Cage?
0: Oh, that'd be a lot of fun.
1: (laughs) He would. He would too. He can do it. Um. Yeah, he definitely could. Swerve on Ricky Starks. Ooh. Completely forgot about Ricky Starks, but I like that. Good one. I like that. Um. uh, Clearly, we're forgetting about the matchup, like Roman Reigns versus Hook clearly (laughs) yeah (laughs) right um
0: send hook send
1: hook jeez i feel like biggie and hobbs would be another good one obviously because their twitter exchange
0: two meaty men slapping meat
1: (laughs) slapping each other um there's just so many
0: there's just the possibilities are really endless really
1: yeah i mean the hell they could even revisit matt versus jeff Ooh, haven't had that in a while.
0: That'd be cool.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, I feel like if we could, we could honestly keep yeah, going for another we could like have a whole
0: minutes. Yeah, we could have a whole show.
1: We could fill uh, up an entire uh, month worth of wrestling shows. With I'm telling cards. you. But Mike, thank you for that question. That was a fun one. That me. was a fun one. <laughs> oh, that was too fun. <laughs> oh God.
0: All right. Do we have any more on the docket?
1: i think that is it
0: all right well that was a lot of fun that got my brain going
1: right now it's like okay we need to we need to like get 2k22 when it comes out we need to make the wrestlers Mm -hmm. we need to make this happen
0: definitely put it up on twitch or something
1: right that would be so much fun
0: that'd be fun we could we we gotta we gotta we gotta plan this out
1: we have to we got to we have a couple like ideas up our sleeves so we'll have to see wait and see what we accomplish
0: um but yeah since we finished up the questions might as well let everybody know where they can check out this episode this episode is all across the internet wherever you listen to your podcast to search for the ringside rundown and hit subscribe you can find us on spotify apple google and it's distributed through anchor fm so go to anchor.fm ringside-rundown And there you can also leave us some voice messages if you want to get involved in the show. Uh, Just leave us some voice messages. But uh, most people like to leave us questions via Twitter. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at Ringside Rundown. Again, that's at Ringside Rundown on Twitter. You can send us questions there. Check out our tweets. Every time there's a big pay-per-view doing match polls on there and stuff like that. So make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at WrestlingCron. That's Wrestling C-H-R-O-N. Shay, where can they find you on Twitter? You
1: can find me on Twitter at hickson
0: 21 hickson 21 there you go. You can find us both. Ask us some questions, interact with us. It's always the fun part of social media when you can interact with other like-minded wrestling fans. And you can also follow our Instagram account. We're on Instagram at RingsideRundown. So make sure you follow us on Instagram as well if you want some cool wrestling pictures in your feed.
1: Yes, please
0: do. Uh, um, I stream every Monday through Thursday around four PM. So check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric the Ghost. Shay, where can they follow you on Twitch?
1: You can find me on Twitch at Shay underscore Hickson twenty one. Normally I'm streaming every Monday night with uh with my group. We call ourselves the Death Squad. We're usually playing Dead by Daylight, Call of Duty. Occasionally we switch it up with other stuff and then I normally stream by myself on Thursdays and Friday nights. You, right now I'm still doing Valhalla enjoying it. So come hang out. Say hi. Talk wrestling. I will talk wrestling for the entire stream. My <laughs> some of my poor friends won't get it, but I'll still talk about
0: him. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to jump in one day and while you're streaming, just get in your chat and just start throwing out random wrestling scenarios. <laughs>
1: yes, please do.
0: That'd be a lot of fun, but make sure you check us out. Uh, We're both content creators trying to do our best here with this podcast. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. You guys are always interactive with us, so we greatly appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: All right, so that is the end of the episode. This is episode 15 of the Ringside Rundown Podcast, brought to you by TheWrestlingChronicle.com and TWM.News. I am Eric Vasquez for Shea Hickson. I bid you adieu and good night.
1: See you next week, guys.